0: Hi guys, on this show we're looking at Carter, Robbins, Kozak, Taylor, Zeta Jones, O, Black and Kozak. We're looking at 2000s high fidelity. <laughs>
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 100 Things We've Learned from Film. My name's Plenty, and I love both Palestinians and Israelis.
0: (laughs) And I'm John, and I'm not getting into this, but I'd love to on a video, Van. (laughs) And I'm Rob
2: Jones, and I like my sugar with coffee and cream.
0: (laughs) Hey, Rob,
1: you fucking asshole.
2: (laughs) Thank you very much. Nice to meet you too. How are you doing? All right.
1: I'm all right, mate. You.
2: Yeah, it's been a funny week, but um, I'm glad to be on with you chatting about a film which I loved and maybe need to reappraise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think we all do. <laughs> we 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 all men in our forties are reappraising this movie yeah, right we are. now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? What? Uh, Rob, first of all, what film have you bought for us um, this
2: week, Matthew? We are looking at High Fidelity.
1: Hang on, is he a nonce or not? I can't remember.
2: Oh, I don't know. I've got a bit of a noncey reference later on. I'm not All sure right, what you okay. do about editing that. All right. No, I
1: spend... <laughs> editing? Question mark? Okay. Uh, Rob is, of course, uh, from his very own podcast, which he is going to tell us about.
2: Um, yeah, I won't take too much time. So my podcast is Records and Bands. And as this is going out on a Monday, Plante will be on Records and Bands talking about his record collection. This Thursday I'm So, so listen to, to this, that. listen to that one And if you're into music, both records and bands Check us out
1: We've got a huge crossover, Rob, as you know Because you listen to the podcast We've got a massive crossover of people that like movies and, and music And if there was going to be any kind of film that we talked about That was music related It was either going to be this or this is Spinal Tap Probably, I assume
0: <sighs> Whoa! <laughs> um, kind of listening to Spinal Tap now. Think,
1: uh, John. John, think... did you have a bad time with this movie?
0: No, it, it, me and Rob chatting about this before we started. I think I think we painted it with rose color tinted glasses. It was it was, and 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 the day I could relate to it because mm-hmm. I went through a few breakups and everything was a bit all about music and the angst and what it brought in you. And now that I'm older. I'm thinking. Uh... Is there any need for that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's kind of a a man in his late 20s, 30s kind of film. I don't know about either of you two, but I was day one in the theatres for this, as the Americans call it, because I love the book. The book is uh, probably... Okay, reassessment was one of my favorite books, and um, I've been listening to the Audible version because I haven't had time to read anything this week, kind of in between trips to kind of work and on jobs with work. Um, and it's that there is such it is the book condensed like there is so many lines out of the book. All the best lines in the book are in the film with some slight modifications. Which, which, yeah, you know me, I, I like the minutiae. So we'll come to that.
2: I saw it for the first time in cinema in um, Funny Little Cinema in Alice Springs of all places.
1: Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh wow, fantastic! So, so that was that cause... was the so two thousand.
2: Yeah, know? summer of two thousand. So yeah, Two
1: thousand. Think... You were in you were in Australia the year after I was in Australia. Yeah, I, I was there for technically I was in the Sydney winter. For... The yeah. winter of Australia. Oh.
2: I was in Sydney for the millennium for the turn of the yeah. turn of the century, and then just went traveling. Excellent. Went, Did you catch any Millennium Bugs about. while you are over there? Yeah, all of them.
0: Chlamydia. Indeed. Cyberchlamydia. Yeah.
1: Cymidia.
0: <laughs> right
1: uh to four so we're the podcasting we learn from film tries to learn 100 things from every film that we talk about if you like what we do you can get a shout out at the end of this episode spoiler i haven't written anything for that yet <laughs> so <laughs> it will it will all fall apart at the end of the show uh but we will give you a shout out um Where we can for a quid a month uh, in every episode. There's also going to be loads of extra bits and pieces. And just as a nice little surprise at the top, if you subscribe to uh, the patron, I am going to be reading from the High Fidelity book. I am going to read some of the book on Patreon. So if you haven't read the book or haven't got a copy of it, or don't want to spend money on Audible, listen to me make an absolute tit of myself over the weekend, reading some of that. I'd buy that for a dollar. Well, you should. (laughs) Until it gets taken down, probably. (laughs) I don't know. Is there like, is there anything on Patreon that, that people kind of go, oh, you can't have that up there? Maybe they'll never know. Maybe maybe yeah. I could read the whole book over the next
2: six months. I was gonna say you could do a Kaufman and just read it all until they actually shut it down.
1: <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> I shall. Maybe I shall. But yes, I'm gonna read I'm gonna read certainly the first bit about Rob's history. Uh and just keep doing that till I'm bored. Uh and people are gonna be going, <laughs> Edit that D D podcast you did. And I'm like, I will eventually, I promise. But I'm not in the mental shape <laughs> for it at the minute.
2: Do we need, just to clarify going forward, because the main character in the film and, and I share a name, so could this get confusing?
1: Okay, yeah. Well, we're really bad, Rob, as you know probably, at actually saying characters' names. So although I've written Rob everywhere, I am probably just going to call... We'll just call him John Cusack.
0: John. We'll just, oh, <laughs> know, shit! No, 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 my
1: no my we can't Ryan. do that either! No, no, Fucking That's me. Should we just call him Joan's sister? Oh, Joan... <laughs> Oh, Joan! Jo- By the way, Joan looks very toys in this. Um, she looks very, she looks very much in a way like she did in toys in this. And I was there. I was, I yeah. was here for it. Uh, <laughs> patron episode on toys, Rob. Me and you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm overcommitting again. I need to stop doing it. Uh, right, are you ready, gents?
0: Ready. Yeah.
1: Already. Okay. Fantastic. So we open. It is a touchstone. Pictures. Uh the first film Touchstone Pictures did, Trenchcoat, which is a Margaret Robbie Robert Hayes adventure film. No. Nope, me either. No. Um, but you will love this. I absolutely love this. It stars Trenchcoat, not this film, um, the bad guy with the Arsehole Monkey from Rages of the Lost Ark. <laughs> Bad dates. (laughs) I like that. Uh, Last film in 2017 for Touchstone was called The Light Between Oceans, uh, about a lighthouse keeper and his wife. I've never seen it, but I assume he fucks a mermaid and then she murders a seagull. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But you've seen
0: that film, haven't you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mate, I've talked about that film on cult connections with Ian. Uh, In fact, we talked about three lighthouse related things that, uh, a Tom Baker, Tom Baker, Doctor Who, which I guess you watch is a good one, Uh, and an episode of Portland Bill.
0: Uh, Oh, have some funny laughter. Semi
1: semi local, Rob.
2: (laughs) Semi local? I could. Throw a child and hit Portland Bill Lighthouse from here. <laughs> okay,
1: except you're not allowed really? to. Since...
2: Wow, he's small enough. The, this one's small enough.
1: But... It's all right. Reese Reese Mogg's going to change all that. You'll be able to throw whatever children you want. The thing is, though, them. if
2: if I chuck him one way, he'll hit Portland Bill Lighthouse. If I chuck him the other, he'll hit the Verne Prison, which is where Gary Glitter was living for a while. Oh,
1: oh, okay. I thought so... you were
2: going
0: to see Fraggle Rock. <laughs> wow, well, no. Not G-fer. that much fun. <laughs>
1: Uh, it, it, there's there's loads of bits here. Jo, uh, John Cusack's character narrates, jo, Joan's sister narrates, uh, and he, he says, what came first, the music or the misery? Do I listen to pop music because I'm miserable, or gentlemen?
0: No, I'm just miserable.
1: <laughs> I'm a miserable because I'm from Glasgow. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, or am I... Mi- or... You know, uh am I miserable because the pop music
2: because the pop music made me sad. Absolutely.
1: And that that definitely is something, Rob, that I know will have resonated with you.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) If you think of all the bands that I really, really love, they're all sad, angsty, horrible little boys who probably need a wash. (laughs) But you know. know. And we all. (laughs) Yeah, well.
1: We see that Laura and her fringe are leaving. By the oh, my. way, oh. 90s fringes, man. That was,
0: the, that was the villain in this film, that <laughs> fucking fringe, man. I've got it, in, I've got it actually, in, in capital letters. <laughs> what the fuck is going on with Laura's fringe? <laughs> She'd
1: seen Scream and gone, I'm having oh. some of that Courtney Cox-Arkett it's, it's fringe. fucking
0: coxed up, all right? Fucking hell, out of the fringe.
1: <laughs> By the way, not related, we watched that new Scream film uh, the other day. Right? Yowch! Yeah, Who's still paying money to see those? Oh man, is it bad? Man, it's you know it's got Wednesday Adams in it, and she's all right, and she's tidy. But mm. um, yeah, what? Like what? It's it, all the way through. It's going. No, this isn't just a movie now. This is a franchise. You got to do franchise rules. I'm like, uh. okay, it was clever no. in 1990 fucking seven boys. Oh, Give it
0: a rest. That was good. That was good. Back then. Anyway,
1: anyway.
2: Um, uh, have we got anything on the needle drop or on the music that's going on at the minute? No.
1: I, do you know what, Rob? I've tried to get a lot of music references, but I won't have them all. So fire up. No, okay,
2: So the first bit of music we hear is You're Going to Miss Me by the 13th Floor Elevators okay. uh, from 1966, which I thought was the Rolling Stones originally, um, but it's not. Um, and it, it's actually a cover of the singer's previous band called The Spades. Oh, right. ah, okay. right. so, yeah. How, but I'm they, not doing that all the way through, so don't worry. It's,
1: just thing, <laughs> it's but... all right, we will.
0: I, I, oh, I heard that, oh, that was 1966. <laughs> oh, did you, John? Did you? The last, Bye. The last
1: time you had a spade. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can you see that? No, it's a shovel.
1: <laughs> I'm not a farmer. Exactly. <laughs> um, we see that Laura's leaving. It's not a happy breakup. Uh, and, and the character says, Desert Island all-time top five breakups. Alison Ashmore, Penny Hardwick, Jackie Aldwin, uh, Lisa Kendrew, and Charlie. For some reason, I've written Charlie's name here, uh, but we will get to that later on.
0: Charlie's as Jones.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ch- ch- Charlie's Theron. Uh, no room for you, Laura. If you wanted to mess with me, you should have gotten to me earlier. Brilliant. That's yeah, right. that's. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in my life I've gone. I would be really sad if I loved you. Much sooner, you know. Uh, certain bands I hear now, I'm like, "Fuck, I wish I'd heard you as a teenager." Instead no, of sitting look. there listening to the Smiths all day.
2: Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, she leaves in one of my favourite cars, a Saab nine thousand. All what? right, oh, I, could, I couldn't, I couldn't, do... I, I couldn't tell if it was the S or the Cabriolet, to be honest. From the, I thought it was the shop. S, but I'm just, yeah.
0: just be Um I did have a little <laughs>
2: look, and they are going for a. Depending on the model and the mileage, you can pick them up for anywhere between fifteen hundred quid and six
1: grand. Fantastic! There you go, and very on brand for that actress because uh, she's Scandinavian. Oh right, and you not in anything else really. She's in loads of Scandi Scandi Noir stuff. Yeah, uh, but this was pretty much a kind of big Hollywood thing. In fact, this is an independent movie, wasn't it? Because this Touchstone wasn't a big. Um, nah, it, wasn't, it wasn't a big distributor, so I like assume this was kind of indie-ish. Um, but
2: if you go back a little while, didn't Touchstone do stuff like the Untouchables? And
1: oh, of course, Dick, yeah, Dick Tracy maybe. Yeah, yeah, and... But my understanding is it's not a Touchstone film. production. It's okay, a, sorry. Yes, yeah, it's a, it's it's it, it, it's trotted out by them. And Buena Vista, which we've done Buena Vista oh, a fucking yeah. death, which mm. is why you got it on Disney Plus, lads. Uh, or in CX for a quid, John.
0: <laughs> um, I'll get it to you, don't you, worry. Uh,
1: of course, this is based on the, uh, the book, uh, first published on the 16th of September, 1995, which I have not a first um, edition, but I have the original um, paperback edition, uh, which I bought at Virgin Megastore in Derby, of all places. Boo! Uh, yeah, so there you go. Um, 253 pages. Um, I couldn't read it in full, as I said, because the book I'm reading at the minute is As You Wish, the Carrie Elwes memoir of Making the Princess Bride, which is 18 months too late for our Princess Bride episode.
0: Oh, uh, so borrowed,
1: borrowed that off uh, Patron uh, Phil, of course Phil, thanks for that uh, I might as well get these two out of the way Before we go any further The musical of High Fidelity ran for 32 performances On Broadway in 2006 yeah. No lads, me either And the TV show One series, 10 episodes Starring Zoe Kravitz as Robin Rob Brooks Very mm-hmm. good uh, We know her ma'am, John Because she is in this film
0: Oh, is she uh, Bunny Lisa Bunny? Lisa Bunny is
1: uh, yeah. So, a so, Bunny
0: so, real ass. Uh, yeah, so
1: just,
0: For the Cosby she, Show with that Cosby jumper. Apparently, so... <laughs> I've
2: got I've got that. I've got that. She was in the Cosby Show with um, renowned actor, comic, and rapist Bill Cosby. and
0: <laughs> uh, um, comic's gone a bit too far. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, and just back to the book quickly. So Nick Hornby, um, one of our finest writers, National some Treasure. Might say, mm-hmm. um, He's actually collaborated on an album and some songs with someone who I think is the finest songwriter of all time ever. Gary Glitter again. Mr. Ben Folds. Oh, of course you
1: do. Yeah, you're always talking about Ben You're hanging on about Ben Folds. So
2: 2010, they did Lonely Avenue together, and then Nick Hornby helped with the lyrics on The Sound of the Life of the Mind from the album of the same name in 2012.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. So there you go. That's my
2: big one. I told you not to run over. Uh, And I'm done. Goodbye.
1: (laughs) He's out of here. Um, He's won two Oscars for adapting books to the screen, neither of which were his. And Education, which is pretty good. Uh, And Brooklyn, which I've never seen. It's one of those Saoirse Ronan films that I will eventually get around to because she's great, but she doesn't make good choices in movies. Was that Ed
2: Norton's film?
1: um, No, that's Motherless Brooklyn, I think. Is it? Yeah.
2: Oh. Yeah, we, you got we wrong, live you got in the a wrong of with the podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You say the title, he wins the movie. Okay, we go through all of them. Alison Ashmore's the first one. Uh, Alison Ashmore's these teenage kids. We see little baby Rob making out with her. And I was kind of like, this kid kind of looks like uh, John Cusack. And I'm okay with that.
0: Um, Rob, Rob and I that won't boy. be
1: okay with that <laughs> shortly.
2: <laughs> so as we go to the flashback, there's a kid wearing the Chicago the kid with the baseball bat—he's got a Chicago Bears t-shirt All right, on. spotted. So I'd done a bit of digging around the Chicago Bears around sort of the, the mid '80s. So William Anthony Perry—I
1: knew you were doing the fridge. I knew as soon <laughs> as you mentioned the nicknamed Bears, nicknamed the refrigerator. Knew he was coming up.
2: He's a former American football defensive tackle who played in the NFL for ten seasons, primarily with the Chicago Bears. He also played for the London team towards the end of his career. That's it, yeah. uh, he occasionally played fullback, and he set a record for that being the heaviest player to score a touchdown at 152 kilos, and he remains the heaviest player to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl, and he has the largest Super Bowl ring size at 25. He's now living in a care facility and sadly, and sadly has multiple health issues associated with his weight.
1: Oh, fuck. Oh, and too much going at the fridge, obviously. Oh, that is fucking... That's brutal. That's really... Oh, it's
0: infuriating. Yeah. Uh, the boy pl- that played him was that, Josh Bell, he just went missing last week, didn't he? What? He was for Drake and Josh. He was in like a like a Disney thing that my kids used to watch, but apparently right. he went okay. missing last week, and once he found him, his wife wants to divorce now, so I'm thinking, that boy's got fucking near luck. <laughs> <laughs> he used and, to watch some High Fidelity. <laughs> even
1: worse, he gets dumped by Alison Ashmore after that just three nights. Yep. <laughs>
2: Um, there's also a reference to the Rockford Files there, which there is. that ran for six seasons from 1974 till 1980. And it was also mentioned in the Ben Folds track.
1: It is. The,
2: the Battle of Who Could Care This, where Ben, and obviously Ben Folds were... Nick Hornby, so we'll watch them Rockford Files, and we'll call to see if Paul can score some weed. Mm-hmm.
0: I like that. <laughs> yeah, I uh, love the Rockford Files.
1: I I knew as soon as you mentioned the Rockford Files, he would be banging on about it. Uh, James
0: Garner is a legend, man. <laughs> Leave him alone.
1: <laughs> um, he's making out with this with with Alison Ashmore to "I Want Candy." Uh, I want candy in 1965. Steady, John. Uh, Song by The Strange Loves. Number 11 in the US and number 7 in Canada, eh? Um,
0: Sorry, eh? She
1: dumps him for Kevin Bannister. Number 2, Penny Hardwick. I like Penny Hardwick. Um, Top two recording artists are Cat Stevens and Elton John. I've picked those two out specifically uh, because they're not their real names. Cat Stevens, of course, has more names than Cats Have Got Lives. Uh, Yusuf Islam, since he converted, but he was born <laughs> Stephen Demetre Georgiou. Uh, Elton John, of course, real name. Anybody? Reginald Dwight. Yeah, Reginald Kenneth Dwight. But, and this is one of my favourite bits of trivia for a pub quiz anywhere outside of Nottingham, his cousin, Roy Dwight, was a professional footballer who scored in the FA Cup final 1959 for Nottingham Forest.
0: Oh, we're um,
2: seven. speaking of name changes on yeah. records and bands on Thursday, mm-hmm. you mentioned a certain Mr. Terence Trent darby <laughs> who had since also changed his name to he an has. absolute mouthful that I can't remember off the top of my head right he, now. He but has indeed. You'll find yeah. that out on Thursday. Yeah. There He's you go. He's
0: changed his name to Stockport. Stevens.
1: Meow. Uh,. Crocodile Rock, which is playing in the background. 1972 single off of Don't Shoot Me, I'm Only the Piano Player, if only. Uh, Top ten everywhere, John, except one European country where it was 11th. Can you guess?
0: No. Was it Netherlands?
1: It was. Bastards. Uh, Gold in the UK and platinum in the States. Old Reg hates playing it. Because he plays it because the fans love it, he told the enemy in 2021. But when he finishes the farewell Yellow Brick Road tour, he's never playing it again.
0: Uh, Aye, one of my still playing gigs, aren't he? Well, he's
1: still doing that tour, but we've missed the British ones, and it's probably going to go down as one of the ones I really wish I'd done was been to see Elton John, because you know whatever you think of Elton John. He can bang them
0: out. Agent, can't he? No, I don't. No, yeah, absolutely.
2: You ever seen Notice him? Rob? No, I haven't. But he knows his chords, doesn't he? Oh, He's um, enough. Yeah, he, <laughs> he does annoy me a bit. They they he seems to have been on absolutely everything, and yeah, I'll have 70 to help and
0: think about do,
1: do, it. Doing it, doing do it while he can. Doing it while he
0: can. Yeah. I just, I just like that visual, that picture. There was a video. Of him getting, was him you know, getting carried across the sand at a beach resort because he didn't want to walk across the hot sand, so they had to get people to literally lift them. I'm thinking, man, if I ever get to that status,
1: see like C3PO <laughs> in Return of the Jedi.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my! Um, uh, basically, this made me a little bit sick. By the way, forty-year-old John Cusack pretending to be seventeen. <sighs> Uh, it was, yeah, much, it? It was <laughs> disgusting.
2: Um, all they he... did was put him in a baggy baggy of clothes and give him a bit of a fringe, <laughs> aye, that's, that, that's, that. that's what
1: they did with uh, with old Jigsaw in one of the Saw films, isn't it? They give him a back-to-front cap and a hoodie. Oh, and he was street uh, not he all of a sudden he wasn't a 68-year-old man. He, Here's he dumped... a
2: fact, I've never seen a Saw film.
1: Oh, you are doing great, mate. Oh, I he did see
2: Saw. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're <all> right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice. Uh, he dumps her because she won't shag him. Um Her next boyfriend, Chris Thompson, had sex with her after three dates. Now, even when I read the book as a teenager, that blew me away. Because one of my best friends at school was a guy called Chris Thompson. And I know he was a virgin until well into his 20s. (laughs) So he doesn't listen to this, but I'm tagging him in it (laughs) to see if he listens. (laughs) Rob is a record shop owner. Uh, he sells, as he says, to men looking for deleted Smith singles and original Frank Zappa records, which I yeah. like. Uh, you can Frank- delete
2: all the Smith singles if you want.
1: Oh, see the thing with the what is the thing with the Smiths, Rob? Because I'm a big fan. Just or don't what? get it. Okay.
2: Just don't. Okay. I, I, I think I think it's partly geographical because we're pretty much bang on the same age, aren't we? Yep. Um, and I think there's a pull. You either stay. Native, if you like, so mm-hmm. certainly. rain also in like the mid nineties, you had the big pull to like the Britpop bands, mm-hmm. whereas I very much went across the pond. To yeah, you did. Yeah, like the grunge scene and all yeah. of that. And I think it's just me trying to be different, me being I, a hipster.
1: Uh, well, and that's okay. <laughs> we're all alright with that. But i i tend to I'm, I'm, i tend to we, i tend to take little bits from the buffet. Mm-hmm. So I listen to anything. But this, in the in the nineties, the Smiths were my going out band. I mm-hmm. would listen to the Smiths to cheer me up for going out. I Fucking am not kidding. I am not kidding. <clears throat> I must
0: be You're going to say like, in the on of the night? <laughs>
1: people that like the Smiths will know exactly what I'm talking about. There's some brilliant chords there. Morrissey's yeah. a fucking prick. I would I would sooner just rip my own fucking fingernails out and go to a Morrissey gig for a number of reasons. <laughs> but I own two or three Morrissey albums. Um, but I will never stream it, because that might give him some money in the future. <laughs> By the way. Uh, Frank Zappa, 62 studio albums. 60 fucking two Man. studio yeah. albums.
2: I can beat that. Neil Young's done 69, I believe. Oh, nice. He does, and he, he's done three this year already.
1: Fucking hell. So, I mean, have go. a day off, mate.
0: No, no. Enjoy it. Um, Spend that money.
1: My favourite, Frank Zappa, of course, is Valley Girl. (laughs) Get me with a spoon. Um, (laughs) Examples of deleted works. Uh, Girl You Know It's True by Millie Vanilli was deleted after they admitted not singing. Hmm. Uh, Crazy by Nels Barkley after six weeks at number one in the UK to prevent it from, quote-unquote, overexposure, which seems like they didn't like money. Does that make them crazy? Dick and Barry work for him. I love Dick and Barry because they are 100% quintessentially one side and the other end of the spectrum, these yeah. guys. And Dick's quite a little nerd. Uh, he offers him the first Licorice Comfits album on tape. Uh, this, you like the second one. It had Cheryl Ladd on the cover. Cheryl Ladd, of course, replaced Farrah Fawcett, John knows this, in season yep. two of Charlie's Angels. He, uh, he filled a few socks over that. Uh, her <laughs> father-in-law was Alan Ladd. The titular Shane. Don't go, Shane. We want you, Shane. Every fucking time. I cannot watch Shane without sobbing my fucking heart. Oh,
0: don't I'll, I'll let Custer watch it. She was greeting us. Oh,
1: really. yes. <laughs> fucking passing on Shane Aye. to the younger generation. Rob. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
2: I find that the, so Dick had found this record he'd been looking for for ages mm-hmm. and he offers to make him a tape. And he says, you know, you like the one I did with for, for Cheryl Ladd on the yeah. cover. Not a real record.
1: No, it's not. And even better than that, in the book, it's not Cheryl Ladd. In the book, it's Hattie Jakes on the cover. Oh, and man. I remembered this. But then when I was listening to the thing, I was like, please tell me I remember this right. Please tell me, you know, please tell me I remember this right. Turns out I did. Hattie Jakes, of course. Um, 14 carry on films. Uh, her dad played football for the Orient, the one in late East London, not East Got the Asia. Yeah. And Fulham. Uh, She was married to John Lemazure and she moved her lover lover in, a used car salesman, to the family home with their three kids. And Sergeant Wilson moved into the spare room. I think I might have banged on about this on a few podcasts before, John.
0: Kirstie watched uh, Dad's Army and told me all about it and actually felt really sorry for John. Yeah. Yeah, Because
1: he's a great man and he stayed (laughs) because he loved the kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a guy.
1: I've got access to the kids. They don't want to see me. Uh, yeah, But yeah, what a guy. And what a fucking piece of shit Hattie Jakes was. Dead at 58. Some might say karma. Some um, might say cholesterol. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure.
2: Um, do we have anything on the record store?
1: Uh, oh, a little bit. Fire away and I'll see if I can find mine.
2: So, Championship finals a fictional location, yeah. but it is an actual... Building. You can go and have a selfie taken out there if you want. It's on the corner of Milwaukee uh, uh, Milwaukee <laughs> Avenue or Milwaukee. Yes, he's done it. And on a Street. Um, and it's currently home, uh, this is as of 2019 when I did my research, where the research came from. It's currently home to the Rafa Chicago Bicycling Clubhouse.
1: Nice. I have. All of that. I have all of that. I went on Street View, I couldn't find it. The the British one is described in Holloway, just off the Holloway end of the Seven Sisters, uh, which the word is, guarantees minimum window shoppers. Um, Of course, it doesn't actually exist, but I always think about it when we're in Islington visiting our friend's Kevin Lilly, which is what we're going to be doing in the summer. They live in the borough of Islington, uh, and and we will be drinking on the Seven Sisters.
2: And just before you move on, can I ask you about Jack Black?
1: You can, absolutely. Because this
2: is one of his earlier, bigger yeah. roles. Can you remember the first time you saw Jack Black?
0: Uh It was um that thing with uh, Bruce Willis. with this. He was an assassin, wasn't he? And he, he was buying a gun for Jack Black, and then right. he killed him at the end. Can't make the name of the bloody film. I no, was not, can I?
1: thinking, is he not a hacker in that Enemy of the State flick?
0: He
2: is. But shall I tell you, when I saw him in this, I thought, that's that guy from that thing. This is way back when yeah. mm. and then on re-watching the x-files a few years ago with my wife right. he is the one of the kids in like a computer game arcade right in the episode where giovanni rabisi keeps getting hit by lightning
1: yeah oh well, so well, he's well, hit, so jack episode. black is yeah. rabisi's
2: mate in the arcade
1: wow man so there you go Rig-a-goo-goo indeed yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a lot of fun, isn't he, Jack Black? Like he—he has he just lent into. Yeah, he'll he'll do Can any f- old shit, and he like apparently Rachel was pointing out to me the other day. He's just turning up on talk shows dressed in a Bowser costume, <laughs>
0: singing about peaches.
1: Yeah, and this there's a there's a song. I wouldn't know there was a song because I haven't seen the flick yet, and I will watch it, but. <laughs> Yeah, he's just—I I don't know—he's such a likable guy, and you know, no, he's such a talented fella. And he has, uh, obviously he has a, a YouTube channel where he talks. He's got video game YouTube channel game. where yeah, he yeah. never talks about video games.
0: Yeah, it's brilliant.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I haven't watched yeah. a lot of it. I need to watch.
0: That part was written for him as well, wasn't it? Well, not written for him, but he there was he was in mind when they when they were yeah yeah the the Barry
1: yeah I think the Barry that I remember from the books was just a bit of a. Cocky prick. Whereas this Barry,
0: what, like Tony, if he men behaving badly. <laughs>
1: oh wow! What a fucking show! Absolutely. Yeah, this yeah. Whereas this Barry is just Jack Black. I think just Jack Black. Aye. just Jack. Just thousand. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, later that day, um, Dick has the new. He, 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 Rob says, "What's this?" He says, "It's the new Bell and Sebastian." Whoa. And I was like, ah, "That's the the new Bell and Sebastian." The song, did you did you know it, Rob? Do you know your Belle and Sebastian? I know John. Um,
2: I don't really. The oh, I do. When it comes yeah. to Belle and Sebastian, for me, the biggest track I know is the Boy with the Arab Strap. Well, same album, which um, is notable for being the theme from Channel Four's Teachers.
1: Oh, so it oh, is. Quite sure, yeah. um yeah. Starring
2: uh, for our American listeners, starring zombie killing Andrew Lincoln.
1: Egg. Yeah. Starring Egg. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: In this life, this taken Man. life.
1: I, I every charity shop I go in looking for DVDs for the podcast, I always see teachers' box sets and I'm like oh and, I couldn't go back. I couldn't go back to it.
2: And No Angel by Dido. <laughs> <Not this
0: again.
1: laughs> yeah, uh White Ladder. <laughs> David Gray, that is. We all, Gray, we, that, we all isn't owned it? Yeah. it. We all owned it.
0: So that's that's two bands that were mentioned. So Bell and Sebastian, Scottish formed in Glasgow, mm-hmm. but also uh, the better band. Oh, the Beta Scottish, Band, yeah, yeah Beta yeah, Band Scottish get mentioned later folk, on. Folk, folktronic. Uh, yeah, this... from St. Andrews, I think, but anyway. But, hey, whoa, 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 hang on a second. Trump. Oh, no, they were formed in 1996, so I might be wrong.
1: <laughs> Good work, John. Uh, <laughs> of yours. <laughs> That's why you've guests.
0: The,
1: <laughs> the song we're listening to is Seymour Stein, uh, which means it's got to be 1998. It's the boy with the Arab strap. Uh, this and Dear Catastrophe Waitress are my favourite uh, balance of Sebastian albums because I'm a basic bitch. All right, listeners. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> it's number seven in Norway, the album that is. Uh, number 12 in the UK and 30th in the Swedish top listen. Uh, finally, lads, an Arab strap is a cock ring. It helps you stay hard. Um, looking at our downloads and remembering that Margaret Thatcher's dead helps me stay hard. Are we hard. getting some?
2: Are we? Are we getting some hundred things branded ones? Or jo-
1: John's going to look. I can do that. some. I'll put an order in. <laughs> John,
0: John's,
1: John's going to look into that for us. Uh, yeah, I'll get it sorted.
0: <laughs> um, uh,
1: in comes Barry for probably the se- one of two Barry scenes everybody kind of quotes. Everybody remembers. Uh, he turns it off and puts on what Robert
2: uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band.
1: <laughs> Not quite.
2: Katrina and the Waves.
1: Katrina and the Waves. John, this sorry, is the I get mixed up. Time- sorry. Two- no,
2: so I, I wrote it down right. I always get them two
0: mixed up. I don't know what it is. <laughs>
1: This is the second time we've mentioned Katrina and the Waves in a month, yep. isn't it? We, uh, yeah, yeah. we talking about life, the
0: Eurovision. Katrina so, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and the Waves, walking on sunshine. Uh, Rob, of course, is absolutely uh, pissed off, turns it off, including this brilliant fall over the counter. I yeah. love a fall. I've always loved a prat. Rob turns it off. Barry's pissed because it's his special Monday morning tape. Oh, Katrina and the Waves... Um... Walking on Sunshine 1985 got to number 28 in West Germany, uh, number 14 in the Switzerland chocolate chart, uh, four in Strayer, two in Ireland, and gold in Canada, Italy, Portugal, and platinum in Denmark and the UK. Uh, It is, of course, Fry from Futurama's favourite song. But then we've got to think about his dog dying. So uh, let's, oh, let's not get into that because we'll all be in fucking
0: tears. Get, gets me every time, man.
1: <laughs> um, Barry mentions that it's part of his special Monday morning mixtape. Nice. Uh, uh, next up was what? Did either of you notice on his tape? Go on. Little Latin loopy loo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to which Dick says... Uh Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels <laughs> he's like no the righteous brothers it's bullshit how can it be bullshit to state a preference which i say all the time <laughs> in fact i say it all the time on this podcast um bullshit no <laughs> <laughs> a little latin loopy loopy loo uh, the righteous brothers 1962 made 49th on the us chart mitch ryder and the detroit wheels version made it to 17 in the us in 1966 john Oh, man, just doesn't the, go away, does it? It's the last time Detroit had wheels or something. No. I don't really know. Uh, Rob there was watched... something
2: that, really noticed, that I really noticed during this scene and every scene when they're in the record shop is that this, like, Rob is smoking all the time yeah. indoors. yeah. So I looked this up. Because like, you don't smoke indoors now, and it looks really weird. So the Smoke-Free Illinois Act is a comprehensive anti-smoking law that took place or took effect in Illinois on the 1st of January 2008. All and it right. banned smoking inside most buildings and vehicles used by the general public or as a place of employment.
1: Astonishing so that it would be later than what we had. Because we got it after... So, let's let's get this right. Did Wales get it first, then Scotland, <laughs> then us? Uh,
0: I'm sure that's the route. Probably. We Scotland, usually yeah. do
2: good things last, don't yeah,
0: we? Yeah, true. Yeah. That's a running order. Scotland and then Wales. Wales, Scotland. No, but it was Wales St- first. Stick again. your poll tax and your leg bags <laughs> for life up your arse.
2: <laughs> um, I'll tell you one good thing about Scotland. My daughter was born up there in Elgin, so there you go. Oh, right. I love, okay. I love Elgin.
1: Fantastic. Elgin, uh, she lost her marbles or something. I, don't <laughs> I didn't really think that through. Um, <laughs> he mentions, obviously, that he has this plan that they would they would have a conversation and discuss one another's Top five Monday songs. So, gentlemen, I did ask you to do a little bit of homework. I'm going to throw one. In, I'm going to throw a spanner in the works later on uh, because I haven't asked you one, and I did it on purpose. Um, but bastard. what, what, Rob? What is your Monday morning top five?
2: Well, as we've discussed off air, I'm not overly happy in my job at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 to be fair, most people look at me and they say, "Your job must be wonderful. You're a gardener. You get to work outside, and you know." doing a really good job people come can... anyway <laughs> after 20 odd years my heart's not really in it so i kind of need a little bit of encouragement on a monday morning mm-hmm. so first track for me is by tankus the and that smiling makes the day go quicker
1: is it one of john's favorites
2: <laughs> i will follow that up with billy braggs wishing the day away
1: oh lovely right. yeah.
2: yeah um and then, just to change the mood, maybe pick it up a little bit. I'm going with Bjork's "There's More to Life Than This."
1: Oh, Bjork, man! I haven't. I, I used to listen to Bjork constantly. I need to get back on.
2: Um, and then, I've gone with the Lemonheads. Something's missing. <laughs> and I'm finishing it off with like a mantra that every council worker, the country, all over the country, should know, and that's Oasis's "The Importance of Being Idle." <laughs>
1: How fucking dare you well, right. <laughs> as a council worker? How oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, um, yeah. you said you were going to do a bit, Rob, and you did. Congratulations! It wasn't a very good bit, but no, it was no, a I bit. liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. It was good. Uh,
0: John Boy, uh, mine's mine starts off good and then goes downhill. Story of your life, tell me a minute. Uh, so as soon as you wake up, we're all good. So, Mr. Blue Sky, be Yellow, oh, it's what done. a tune, you by them. the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting it into the groove. It really got me by the kinks. Oh, nice. Here we go, here we go, here we go. And then I get to work getting away with it by James. Okay. Good Good job. And then seeing them next week. Are you? Yeah, I'm seeing them.
1: uh, I'm seeing them with a full orchestra at the uh, Winter Gardens in Blackpool. When oh, I worked yeah. on the
2: other, when I was on the other way, mm-hmm. I did like private gardening, and one of the people whose garden I looked after, they were so rich, they booked James to play at his wife's birthday party. Wow! Oh,
1: yeah. f- f- he flew in for he flew in from fucking LA for that. Wow! Yeah, fantastic.
2: But they were still only paying me twelve pound an hour.
0: <laughs> Bastards! Bastards! Getting away with it. So, <laughs> so, messed up so so John. next up's new Order, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John, carry on. Uh sorry, the next one. I don't know why. This is my Monday Monday song. Gets me every time. Uh, the Letter by the Box Tops. I don't know oh, what it is about chew. that song. Yeah, that's, yeah, a that's a cracking tune yeah, yeah. uh, and my favourite one when work, uh Don't Bang the Drum by The Water Boys.
1: Oh nice. Okay.
0: Uh, so that's that's not, my Monday. Not,
1: not a single song from this decade, John.
0: No, I tried to avoid it. Not a, because... song, not a single song from this century, John. No, no, just that. Like a lot of the stuff that I last to and on a Monday is really like the Goodbye, Mr. McKenzie and all that sort of thing. So it's really yeah, yeah. depressing stuff. So I tried to keep it light. Well, I've I've tried to I've tried to wake up
1: with my Monday morning top five. I'm gonna start with The Staunton Lick by Lemon Jelly. Uh, next Very up is nice. a bit of Bell and Sebastian, Piazza New York catcher. Uh, Naked and Famous by the Presidents of the United States of America. There's a bit going on there. My nice. favourite Madness song, Embarrassment, uh, which Tom talked about on uh, Facts and Lies and Rock and Roll uh, last year. And finally, the beat that my heart skipped by Scroobius Pip and Dan Lassac, because there's a bit of that. There's a bit of that kind of. Going on, and then I think probably I will be ready to take people to court for fly tipping <laughs> by the time by the time I got those five out of the way. That was sweet. I enjoyed that. Uh, Thank you, gentlemen.
0: Right, uh, and everybody's brains. I here. know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will see if I can throw together a little uh, a little Spotify list of that somewhere. I will see what I can do. Guaranteed, there's fucking one of them not on Spotify just to show us up. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Number three in the list of the top five, Charlie Nicholson. I'm pretty sure he used to play for Arsenal. Um, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Do we have uh, opinions on Catherine Zeta-Jones?
2: Mariette.
1: Oh, indeed, indeed.
2: Uh, she yeah. was, Mariette Larkin was yeah. very, very important in the development <laughs> of a young Robbie. Let's <laughs> just say. Oh, that I was like, what was, what was Darling Buds of May? Like, 91 yeah. to 93? Yeah, uh, so, it nice. would have been like yeah. 12, 13, 14. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She had she left an impression. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> On your socks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um I'm not a big fan of the actor in particular. I think she's a bit of a smug shit. Um and I don't think she's that great an actor, although she can't half sing and dance in uh, the Chickago. Lingerie? Yeah, well that as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Chicago. She was all right. She's in that. I went to the cinema, by the way, to see uh, to see her in two films in the space of about a year. Because I went to the cinema to see her in this and in that terrible entrapment Oh, god, trapmont. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just uh, right, bloody, uh, say, uh,
0: Correct. Uh, say, Correct.
1: So. Yeah, and it was that all what? at the it was all <laughs> at the castle out of uh, 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 the the castle out of Holy Grail.
2: Was she in *Zorro* as well?
1: Oh, she yep. is in that Zorro yep. film. Yep. Yeah, Bandaras,
0: Mr. Banaras.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's quite an interesting version of Zorro, that, isn't it? It's like the Return of Zorro or something. Mm. Yeah, that's quite good. Um, yeah, not, not a fan, though. Not a fan. <laughs> uh, she talks interesting things, Charlie, um, about books and movies. Uh, the problem with Rob is he never got comfortable. He was convinced she'd leave him for one of the people on her course, and then she did. Marco and I love this bit where he's out in the rain (laughs) Charlie you fucking bitch let's work it out (laughs) and I was kind of like have I maybe yeah (laughs) we've all been there man (laughs) don't worry I was a little bit ashamed and I was like I think I might have done you know Uh, yeah (laughs) Uh, he says I lost it faith dignity about 15 pounds I mean, I've done two of three. Uh, when I came to a few months later, I would flunked out of school and started working in a record shop.
2: Ducky bastard. Uh, I know.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, i would missed a little bit here. Um, uh, Barry's really annoyed. And he says, uh, he's, he says, oh, sorry, if you want to listen to your old sad bastard music, uh, which I think is how Dan Belson describes Gavin's taste in music on <laughs> Be There With Belson <laughs> podcasts on a regular basis. Um, He's, he says I've read the bearable lightness of being and Love in the time of cholera and I understand them they're they're about girls right kind of, <laughs> I'm joking and it's a good line uh, the unbearable lightness of being Milan Kundra and is about the 1968 invasion of the USS by the USSR of Czechoslovakia it the no Prague longer Springs. exists have you read it Rob
0: by fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's not, gonna, it sounds dry, but I'm pretty sure it's yeah. very good.
2: I was going to say, this he, he off his favourite book, books, isn't he? Or he says he's read, read that, he's read Loving the Time of Cholera, and then yeah. he says Cash by Johnny Cash is <laughs> his favourite book. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't have a lot on the books, but if you're interested, my favourite books, uh, Planet Walker by Dr. John Francis, mm-hmm. Into the Wild by John Krakauer, and Danny the Champion of the World.
1: Oh, Chapter of the world's a great book. Yeah, yeah there oh, you
0: fantastic. Go. I don't know if that's facts or not. John's favourite book is porn, so it's mine. That and uh, Back to Future too. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. That's all I've read. <laughs> porn and Back to Future too. My claim to fame.
1: Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> he, he used to. Re- he used to read the Radio Times at Christmas till it went up in price. It'd become a fire. No,
0: I used to read the books that you would go right, to take this take the, for the vampire. Oh, to buy this. Adventure. Ah, yeah. I love that man. But right, don't I'm forget. Just, I'm going to
1: make a note of that for
0: next birthday. <laughs> then, then when I when I became, when I was forty, I was like, right, I'm past it.
2: And you, you, you can't forget if you've got a TV guide, you don't need a TV.
0: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> money saving man. Can
1: I? Can I recommend? <laughs> you, do anybody?
0: you know that? Do you know that reference? Yeah, I don't
1: know
0: not, that reference. No, it's from. Oh,
2: it was on recently as well. Is it
1: a young one's reference?
2: No, no, oh. it's from the Lost Boys.
0: Oh, okay. So as yeah. it's a dad, the old grandpa. The, the, the,
2: it? the old grandpa. He, right. They go in, he, he picks up the TV guide for, off the porch door and he goes, oh, you got, where's you the telly? He's like, I ain't got a TV. If you got a TV guide, you don't need a TV. TV? Like, yeah, oh. li- li-
1: listeners no, I'm a contrarian. It's not as good a film as you think. Thou shall not speak. My my, <laughs> my, my, opinion, listeners, not that of the gentleman I am on the podcast with.
2: It's Rob lifting down his trench coat to hide from view of the video.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Love in the Time of Cholera. Gabriel Garcia Marquez. I'm pretty sure he used to play for Mexico. Uh, is exactly what it says. It's a romantic novel. Um, The Great Collar Academic of London killed more than 10,000 people in 1853 and
2: 1854. Not as many as the Tories have killed. Hey! Hey, Keep it late, keep it (laughs)
1: late. And 23,000 people in the whole of the UK, (laughs) mostly through not feeding school kids anyway. Yeah, cunts. (laughs) Kill the cunts. Um,
2: Feel free to cut that. No, no, <laughs> no, no,
1: not a fucking chance. It's I'm, I'm going to make it the clip. Uh, <laughs> the phone <laughs> rings, it's Laura. She wants to pick up her stuff, uh, but she hangs up before they start an argument. Uh, Barry's in the shop, and this is the second kind of quotable bit we all know. Uh, this guy comes in. He wants, I just called to say I love you. Uh, he wants it for his daughter. Do you know your daughter at all? Oh, 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 is she in a coma?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was brilliant.
2: Um, I have a Stevie Wonder fact. Oh, right. Okay. You, you definitely won't know this one. Yep. Okay. So I once bought Stevie Wonder a cheese grater for Christmas. He said it was the most violent book he'd ever read.
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus, I'm adding it to the list.
0: You joke,
1: right? I mean, you absolutely joke. But like Stevie Wonder, whether it's money or talent or whatever. But his wife is Phenomenal. Rob, have you ever seen Stevie Wonder's wife?
0: I haven't. <laughs> no, and neither's he. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Wait, I, my, I wasn't like, going to do was that better. joke. Mine was I, fucking best. I wasn't <laughs> going to do that joke.
2: My missus hates that, cheese, that Yeah, my missus <laughs> hates that cheese grater joke. She thinks it's terrible. I think it's one of the best jokes I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I
1: but it's awful, and it's it's it is who we are as a podcast, and it isn't who we are as a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and. I feel like I'm being pulled between polarities. I'm going to end up ripped apart like the fucking Uncle Frank at the end of Hellraiser by (laughs) wanting to do the gags And Jesus wept. (laughs) (laughs) And Stevie Wonder wept. For there were no more serrated edges to reach. Anyway, enough. Oh, fuck.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No,
1: it's brilliant. It's, it's content. Uh, it's just content. Uh, he's wearing a Pretenders 84 World Tour t shirt, 89 dates, Europe, Australia, North America, including the University of Florida, Gainesville, the home of Super Familiar with the Wilsons podcast. They are Couple Goals. Uh. I just called to say I love you, Stevie Wonder, nineteen eighty-four, from the soundtrack album to the woman in red. John? Gene Wilder, Kelly the rock film?
0: I remember it? that. Jesus, no, I oh, yeah, think yeah.
1: about
0: it. I just I remember, remember him Kelly... standing at a ledge or something and four and half the ledge at the end. It was all very heartwarming. <laughs> I only
2: remember Kelly the Brock from Weird
0: Science. Weird
1: Science, of course you do. And Marion uh
0: or oh, old, what's face? It's old fucking... Steven Seagal. Go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ponytail. Uh,
1: we'll, we'll come back to that. Uh, it was number one everywhere, including the sert and Bronze, uh, France, Denmark, <laughs> and where, John? Dinella Lynch. Correct. <laughs> gold in really? Russia, which we never see gold in Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, three times platinum in Canada. Uh, Barry pushes Rob's buttons over Laura, letting him leave the house in her Cosby sweater. (laughs) Uh, And he grabs Barry and threatens him. The first of two of them. The the second one, the later one, is the better one, in my opinion, where he he starts clobbering him like some sort of 60s kind of sitcom. Uh, Later, Dick asks how Rob is and explains Laura left. He looks absolutely shell-shocked and he doesn't want to discuss it, but he offers and it's sweet. Sarah's number four on the list. She was dumped by Michael at the same time as Charlie dumped Rob. Uh, he's in this leather jacket and bandana get up. And I watched it and I was like, Axel Rose has let himself go a bit. <laughs> and then I remembered, Axl Rose really has, has let, let himself go. go a bit. Yeah, it was, it was, it <laughs> was
0: bad.
1: And I saw Guns N' Roses uh, 2002 at Leeds. I can only imagine how bad they must be. And I am going to be tuned in to every single second of the BBC's Glastonbury coverage to see what a fucking disaster they're going to be.
2: So, friend of mine Scott saw them last year on tour, and he said they were really, really good. But Axel's voice clearly wasn't there for doing like the high pitched, like the falsetto yeah. stuff. So he literally said, "This isn't working." I'm dropping, we're dropping it down a couple of keys. Okay. And then he, but he said it didn't, you know, he couldn't do the high, the high notes and mm-hmm. that, but that's still an amazing show.
1: All right. Yeah. The so. standard, they came on an hour late at Leeds yeah. Um, and did the usual kind of, yeah, the man wants to tell us to fuck off. He's telling us we can't finish the set. Well, we're going to finish the set Leeds. We know you want us to. And they just did half an hour anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay, but would have would that have been, like Chinese that democracy, Chinese democracy
1: talk bucket the head album. on, yeah, the yeah. Head playing, and, and they that. were great. They yeah. were fucking great. He was fucked, but they were great. <laughs> Sarah meets somebody else and left Rob. Who? Who is he? He's just somebody else. <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, I've definitely been there.
2: Been there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely been there. Um, Rob's arranging his records. How, Rob?
2: Autobiographically oh, now. Lord.
1: I am interested to know if you've ever tried this. No. Okay. Sorry. Because <laughs> Sorry. I you, you
2: couldn't. Could no, that no, out, no,
1: no, but... absolutely not. Because how could you like, he knows, because there's this whole bit about fleet, about Fleetwood Mac record, isn't there? And I, yeah. and I would know that in the summer of 78, I bought them for bought it for somebody. And then I never gave it to them.
2: Well, I know that the, the copy of, um 10 by pearl jam i've got i never bought but my friend who gave it to me gave it to me because she bought like the remastered one with the extra oh, yeah. tracks on yeah. and she went you might as well have this but like it's like one or two i couldn't tell you if uh, no. yeah you know because when you're like 18 19 you first get your job and you go into R price or wherever yeah. and it's like free for the price of two and you get to find two you like and then you search around to have the free one you just grab any old shit yeah that's
1: right yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) but also I've got a few albums where I'm like I fucking love that lead single and I have listened to the album four times because it's a piece of shit
0: yeah I, uh, I remember my first double cassette tape it was uh, a Walkman and it was the first ever. Now that's what I would call music and I remember the, one of the tracks on it was a song called Hey Matthew. It was a one hit wonder. Oh, oh you're always God.
1: banging on about doing this for such, facts such and lies a, and rock and such roll. Such a
0: depressing fucking thing, man. Honestly, when I think back on it, I'm thinking what my parents doing? They bought me a Walkman and just went and bought me a that's what I call music and just, just let me sit in my room and I thought, this is no what I want to listen to, you, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the first, now that's what I call music tape that I had, had on it. Um, I'm pretty sure I had Ice Ice Baby okay. and Partners in Crime, Turtle Power. Turtle Power. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah.
1: man. I used to know all the words for that T U R T L T Um Wow. Fantastic. <laughs> Dick arrives, <laughs> inviting him to go with him and Barry to see Marie de Sal. Uh, but he wants to organize his records alone. Um, at that point his mam rings and gives him shit when he explains the lot left. And he ends the lot he ends the call with Shut up,
0: mom <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Such an American thing.
2: Yeah. Um just for our younger listeners, the thing that he's holding with the wire and the coil on the end, that is the telephone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he keeps tripping over the wire as well. <laughs> yeah,
1: there is a there is a lot of that. I always thought I always thought Americans have um Americans always had really long chords and we didn't. We always had really short chords.
0: Well, Rosanne Barker, get us one end into the kitchen to the other member, the current
1: Absolutely, accord. and a, a daughter will make a, a show soon. <laughs> um.
2: Um, also on that scene, the needle drop there is The River by Bruce Springsteen from the 1980 double album of the same name, yep. and it's an absolute work of art, that album. So, there you go. Uh,
1: it is pretty good. Not a big Springsteen fan, um, but yeah, I've 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 dabbled. I've dabbled. <laughs> um he decides to go out to the gig. Oh, he's he's like that's something like that's fucking depressing or whatever. Um oh no, that's some cold-ass shit. <laughs> is the line <laughs> about his own mother. Um he decides to head out to to the gig. Uh he's he's walking past this movie theater. He says John Dillinger was shot dead outside the back of that movie theatre. Who tipped him off? His fucking girlfriend. (laughs) Uh, Dillinger was shot at the Biograph Theatre Chicago after watching Manhattan melodrama, a Clark Gable flick. Hey, Ma, look at me. I'm Diana Goodman from Classic Corner.
2: (laughs) Um, So John Dillinger was also played by Johnny Depp in the movie Public Enemies.
1: Okay.
2: Um. John Dillinger was also the first ever Public Enemy number one. All right. Where, whereas Public Enemy never had a number one, <laughs> but, but their album "Fear of a Black Planet" sold over one million copies. Oh. back back when that meant something.
0: Yeah, but
1: fucking bruv. Oh. Money
0: was power. Money was yeah, power.
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you got shot with five bullets, but only three landed. He uh, shot at Are half ten. And the others still in the air, John. 20 minutes. I just sat there like these. baby boats for uh, who's framed Roger Rabbits. They, they, they don't know where they, they go. They're still
1: circling the earth <laughs> like
0: Superman. <laughs> I was going to do the accent, but I don't want to, I don't want to go there. <laughs> All right, 20 minutes, pronounced 10, 10 to 11 at night.
1: Oh, fantastic. Okay. At the gig, uh, Marie uh, LaSalle is singing Baby, I Love Your Way by Peter Frampton. And the line is, I hate that song. And the other two agree. They always hated that song. But, but... now we kind of like it. <laughs> uh, Baby, I Love Your Way. Peter Frampton single from 1975. Uh, mixed bag, 12th in USA, 8th in Brazil, and 3rd in the Canadian chart. Um, I heard it first, which is eight showing my age. Uh, 1994, Big Mountain reggae cover from the Reality Bites soundtrack. And guess what, lads? I still own that CD somewhere. Uh, number two in Iceland, Switzerland, and the UK. Number one in Spain, Denmark, and Sweden because the Scandies love a white boy doing a reggae cover. <laughs> turns out, uh, Peter Frampton, of course, to my mind's most famous for Frampton Comes Alive. Do you feel? Do you feel? Sonic Youth are in my cooler again. Oh, come on, Mr. Frampton. You won't eat all that watermelon. (laughs) Um, Frampton comes alive, by the way. Three times platinum in Australia, eight times platinum in the US, which is 8 million copies sold. Peter Griffin was right. That album truly was a monster.
2: Um, Rumoured worldwide 20 million copies, um, which if you go back and listen to our quiz show podcast, my brother will tell you, ain't that much, really.
0: (laughs) What? Ain't thing. Yeah. What, the fact him, that he like,
2: doesn't
1: need to work ever again because he sold yeah, well, 20 million records?
2: I asked him, how many do you reckon um, Thriller sold? Mm-hmm. And he went, I don't know, 500 million. I was like, well, <laughs> it's actually 100. He's like, well, I don't think that's that many, actually, to be honest. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> Jesus. Like, this is coming from the guy who had 20 blokes turn up to his punk rock gig on a Saturday night. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that many though is it anyway <laughs> um I really like Frampton comes alive I've got to be honest it's one of those that I will kind of listen to I I really love the kind of like wow 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 vocoda yeah it's 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 great uh I, I love any kind of like any kind of live song that goes on for 13 minutes or so let's <laughs> let's let's go back to iron butterflies um in in a da vida shall we <laughs> which is an absolute favorite of mine
2: that's a simpsons thing isn't it it is a simpsons
1: thing yeah, yeah we did it in um uh mindhunter didn't we nice no. not mindhunter yeah. no, we did it in Man Mind. yeah yeah mindhunter mindhunter is very different <laughs> Barry and Dick convince Marie to come to Championship Vinyl. Rob's raging and Barry says, I didn't realise it was confidential info. (laughs) Um, The next morning, Laura arrives to collect her stuff and Rob's still there. He asks if she still loves him. It's not the issue. It doesn't change the way we don't get along. She said Rob isn't happy because he's the same person he used to be and she is not. But she can't go to work with her pink hair anymore. Keep that in mind, lads. Back at the shop with Lewis, a regular... They're talking track one, side ones, and Barry's line is, "How could someone with no interest in music run a record store?" <laughs> Which I, I think of a lot. I do think of a lot. Uh, this nerd wants to buy "Safe as Milk" by Captain Beefheart, and Barry's kind of leading him on this this merry kind of dance, isn't it?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, he won't sell it to him. Uh, he offers it to Lewis, Lewis yeah. for forty. Dollars and explains. uh Lewis is like, you guys are elitists. But and I never forget this. Lewis is the one that holds a record by the fucking edge. Did you guys notice this? Mm. Kick him the fuck out. The way he's holding <laughs> this record, and it's bending over. Like, tell the actor that's not what people who love records do. <laughs> fucking asshole. Uh, Safe as milk by Captain Beefheart and the Magic right Band. Record. Great record. It is a good record. Um, 1967 album. I found them on eBay between 65 and 115 quid. $40 today would be $70.11. So it's roughly a fair deal. Um, Can I correct you? Please.
2: Can I give you a, be- a better source than eBay? I'll go for it. So if you're looking for as Milk on Discogs, Um, because I'm a bit of a vinyl wanker, um, I'm (laughs) I'm there. If you want the stereo version, you're looking at about 28 quid. If you want the mono version, that's selling for an average price of £160. But if you want the French version, which is what the music nerd is after, um, they're quite easily available, and you can get them for about 35 quid. Um, But they have different artwork. He asked for the French one but mm-hmm. the french press has got different artwork to the one that he's got in this film right all right yeah. oh good spot so
1: fantastic i you know i'm going to be unpopular when i say this but it's the very basic viewpoint um uh, uh, trout faced uh, replicas of the better uh, better album
2: I struggled to get into it, to be honest. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. 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 And I know everyone loves that. Everyone loves it. It's a bit much for me. It's a bit much for me. It's
1: everybody's favourite one, I think. Uh, But that's the the joke kind of thing. Uh, Rob calls Liz, a friend of both his and Laura's. Who is it, Rob? Oh.
2: Oh. (laughs) Oh. Joan Cusack who is, like, I've just had this thing for her since, like I think we said earlier, like toys mm-hmm. with Robin Williams, where she plays his robotic sister. Yeah. And even, like, a couple of years ago when she played the judge in the Netflix adaptation of A Series of Unfortunate Events, and she's got the barrister's wig on. And obviously oh, she's like, man, yeah, I've not May, seen that. Mate, barrister's wig. Oh, oh
1: man. <laughs> she got the She got the little gavel. Is that oh, oh, so mate,
2: it's mad because it's like I'm sat there watching it with my kids, and I'm reaching for the pillow.
0: You got your heel, man. Oh. She brings the hammer down. She's oh, lovely.
2: She's, she's one, but it's really unfair because I, I don't want to say weird crush because she's lovely, mm-hmm. but she is a weird crush. It's not one that you would shout about. She,
1: do you know what we we love on this podcast? A hey, it's that guy. She's a hey, it's that gal. She really is a hater. She's a she's proper. character a hey.
2: Char- oh, she could be that girl. I tell you. <laughs> she's a
1: proper character actor. She is a character yeah. actor. Um, and obviously, and I know she's done obviously a lot of a, a, a lot of his films. This is this is their eighth film together. Mm-hmm. That's the list. Um, but she is she she she's just great. She's great yeah. fun in everything. I love her. I love her in the thing I saw her in. Um, we both loved her in um.
0: Oh, on the
1: last one we did? What was the last one we did? Oh, we're not. So, we've, this, is, this is a triple crown. This is oh, a really? Joan triple crown. So, John. we've done
0: Gross Point Blank.
1: Yeah, yeah, Gross Point Blank. She's brilliant in that. Uh, she yeah. keeps calling him Sir in this really uh, kind of peppermint patty way. Yeah. Isn't it? It's like, you know, the way that the, the, the whatever the character is that calls Peppermint Patty Sir, she mm. does that kind of thing. And I love that. And I think, <laughs> and I think surely. Has she had a big role? Has has she ever been the lead in anything, Joe?
2: No, I don't think so. And yeah, that's a yeah.
1: shame. But, you know, she works regular. She gets she gets regular work and she deserves it. She it. Oh <laughs> man, she's Jessie. She's Jessie. Oh, I bet she must make loads of money out of fucking we'll Disney video night. games.
0: Yeah, no, definitely.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so oh, fucking
0: that's that so. You're cry? I'm thinking
1: about the song, man. I'm thinking I'm thinking about. The fucking toys? You've oh. both got a tear
0: in your eye for Joan Cusack
2: in very different oh, ways. I, 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 I'll be honest, I'm thinking about what fun could we have with... Uh, in like How weird would a freeway with Joan
0: and John be? That was weird. Because at oh, no. one point, I, when, when they were sitting across cross feature in this film, I was like, don't, don't, don't. don't, Yo, don't kiss, kiss, no. kiss,
1: kiss, kiss, <laughs> kiss. They must have kissed at least once, right?
2: <laughs> try it wouldn't you I don't have a sister but
0: you know <laughs> only buffies
1: yeah, yeah I have <laughs> uh, we've never kissed I can assure you uh, anyway let's move right. on just my brother um, job. good uh, kisser <laughs> too much Scottish. time he's from Glasgow
0: shit <laughs>
1: <laughs> she likes them together Uh, They're on the phone. She likes them together, but she doesn't think much of this Ian guy. Marie DeSalle arrives at that moment in the shop. Uh, Rob greets her. They've got her tape on, which is really tray embarrassing of course. Um, And he heads off into the back. What fucking Ian guy? And I was like, it's either Ian from Court Connections or Ian McConish, who are both patrons. I I, I
0: thought Ian Buell. (laughs) <laughs> Can you I've got nothing for <laughs> um,
1: he spots the letter in the lobby of his flat I Raymond Ray to his friends I Raymond sounds like uh, that film about vampires where uh, the dog dies in it
0: <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: Oh, this I legend um,
0: oh, he, uh, no. he
1: never liked him much uh, and he hates him now uh, we used to listen to them having sex upstairs he says Rob imagines Laura and Ian at it to the brilliant, and I will not have a word said against Barry White.
0: Oh, uh, yeah! Never,
1: never going to give you. Never, never going to give you up. Um, massive, not just Barry White, massive, but massive in the Benelux countries. Rob, uh, ten in stupid sexy Flanders ultra pop, nine where gentlemen,
0: Netherlands, Netherlands,
1: <laughs> and seven in the USA. Uh, covered by Lisa Stansfield in 1997 really? which went 25th in the UK I guess she vowed to never ever give up her give baby up. Once yep. she found, after she got that back after that big trip that she'd been on yep. to get him there's a half a joke I couldn't be asked. to do it <laughs> there, anyway are um, no
0: old with that joke
1: oh, fucking right I <laughs> um, <clears throat> number five, Jackie Alden, but she's not real, she's just there to not lure out but now Laura's number five with a bullet now that she's been shagging or Ian. hasn't been shagging. Ian, Ian or Ray. Ray. Yeah. Um, in the shop, this girl comes up. Hey, do you have soul? That all depends. <laughs> it's a line, <Ray-wide, laughs> which, again, I think about all the time. Yeah, it's over there near the blues. Uh, Liz comes in, and the line I used earlier on, hey, Rob, you fucking asshole. uh, (laughs) That's been
2: said to me a few
1: times. (laughs) Uh, Now, Rob's taking a name and address on the phone for, I can only assume, deleted scene. Do you lads know the deleted scene? Yes. One of my favourite bits out of the book. John, have you seen the deleted scene? No. No, Oh, because it's another podcast. It's another horny podcast favourite. Beverly D'Angelo.
0: Oh, I've heard. I've, I've heard the she looks <laughs> Good in it as well, didn't she?
1: Oh, man! Who, looks... it,
0: who, who plays a dad as well? Somebody else plays a dad. Who's does somebody else play? Oh, a dad? Um,
1: Harold Ramis, I think, uh, is his dad right. at some point. I Egon? don't know that one actually, um, but yeah, she uh, she's great. So this is the bit where um he's selling. She's selling her cheating husband's records, mm-hmm. uh, and there's like a whole collection of original singles. There's, um I, I can't remember exactly what there is in in the film. But in the book, I've, I've just got past this. But in the book, there's sex pistols. There's an Otis. Uh, there's a Marvin Gaye that was released only after he died mm-hmm. and got pulled. Uh, and blah blah blah. And she wants him to buy them all for fifty bucks, um, but give him. But but the the husband needs said, look, sell it and just take ten percent and send me whatever it is. So she's mm-hmm. like fifty bucks or nothing, and he ends up buying a uh, the Marvin Gaye. Record um for ten books, Uh, but she's like a book, (laughs) book. yeah, Yeah, it's a book. Like it's sickening because he says, "I know I'm going to go away, and I'm just going to cry for." I think this is the book. I'm going to cry for days and days and days, and I mustn't mention it to Barry and Dick because they will think I have absolutely lost it. But yeah, so he (laughs) he takes the one record. I think in in the in the scene he takes two in the end. And yeah, he takes sex pistols, doesn't he? Takes as well. Yeah, yeah. God save the queen. Uh, but yeah, in the book, he only takes the one, and he knows somebody will be there shortly to, to pick it up. And that's great. I love that deleted scene. I don't. It's a
2: quietly sexy scene as well.
1: Yeah, she's in because in the in the book, she's 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 read as overly tanned. She's wearing um, jeans. Where I think the line is jeans. Where usually it would say Mister Levi or Mister Wrangler, Nottingham Company. Um, it would say well, Nottingham Factory. Uh, it, it it said an Italian name that nobody knows or something. Um, so she's she's rich, but yeah, she's very. It's it, the reason it's a, it's a seduction. Scene, Rob, it's, it's a seduction. It's a yeah. seduction,
2: but it's not for going to bed. Yeah. It's for. By these records and
1: I think it helps the reason it's sexy is because she is very sexy oh yes oh yes oh Uh, yes Right. anyway (laughs) (laughs) that night at a bar with this this guy's playing on a a piano um, uh, with this sign Al Capone regularly drank here and I'm like okay I looked into that Uh, the place is the Green Mill Jazz Club back in the Prohibition era it was called Pop Morse's Roadhouse Better name, question mark? Um, and it was owned by machine gun Jack McGurn. I assume was name. his birth name. I assume that his, his, <laughs> his parents looked at him and went, do you know what? He looks like a machine gun.
2: <laughs> Has he got a brother called Tommy? Boomtish.
1: <laughs> hey. who uh, was actually named after a ballerina, a Turkish ballerina. Um, uh, he's one of Al Capone's hired goons. Hired goons? Al Capone's favourite booth is still... In the place, located directly west of the short end of the bar, Capone and his men would sit here because it offered clear views of both the front and back entrances to the establishment. There you go.
2: Some Jason Bourne-level shit there. Uh, Um, Al Capone obviously went to prison for tax evasion while his mate got chucked off the roof of the courthouse by Robin Hood, uh, Kevin Costner, (laughs) um, Eddie Ness.
1: (laughs) Very good. There was nothing in Al Capone's vault. But it wasn't Haraldo's fault. Anyway. <laughs> Rob explains he met Laura at a place he did DJ Nights at. Uh, he made her a mixtape and they moved in together. She didn't make him anxious, bored, or ill at ease, which the others did. It was good. It was really good. He explains he's suddenly an asshole because Laura will have told Liz the following four pieces of information one, he slept with someone else while Laura was pregnant, which is fair. Uh, That would make you an asshole. I'm not saying that's fair. Just do it, lads. (laughs) Um, Two, she terminated the pregnancy because of that. And after that, he borrowed money and is still not paid back. And just before he left, he said he was unhappy and was looking around for somebody else. And I'm not kidding. This was the point I had this massive epiphany and I went, Yeah. Never meet your heroes. Especially (laughs) when you're you're 43, lads, you know. Uh,
0: No shit.
2: there's a bit there as well and this isn't a fact but it's more a performance point really he's saying like did I say those things yes I did and there's just this glint of absolute bastardry in his yeah. eye and then I I quietly love but I think it's that glint in the eye that makes you think you're an absolute rotter actually
1: you're a terror Yeah. <laughs> Rob asks why am I doomed to be rejected He wants answers, so he starts ringing the other four. We start with Alison Ashman. He calls her mom and explains he was the first boyfriend. She's like, no, she married Kevin Bannister and moved to Australia. Kevin Bannister was her first boyfriend. Rob, of course, is delighted. Um, I am fine now. It's great. It has nothing to do with me. Fate and destiny beyond my control. He's like, I'm going to call them all if it feels as great as this. It'll be like a Bruce Springsteen song. (laughs) <laughs> and I've got to be honest, as much as I'm not a massive The Boss fan, I loved this because he was so into this, wasn't he? You no, could he... see how into this he was.
2: It's kind of in one of his um, quiet periods, because obviously he was massive in the 70s and, and you know, massive in the 80s. And then the 90s were a bit, slow. he'd done the AIDS song yep. and he'd done the Unplugged Yeah album and then he didn't do a lot for the rest of it. But at this point um,
1: Detroit was kind of still doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> the working man in the mines was still <laughs> okay at this point and he would have a renaissance when the cars all shut and the fucking yeah. mines yeah. The pits got shut.
2: Well up. actually actually um Springsteen's renaissance is more around 9/11. There's this like I don't there's oh, an anecdotal yeah. there's a an, there's an anecdotal story that goes around that in the days after 9/11 he's um, and obviously the whole city because he, he's a Jersey boy isn't he so mm-hmm. so New Jersey, New York everyone's grieving, everyone's in a state of shock and um, he's either at a red light or at a gas station the story goes and someone pulls up and it's quite emotional actually um, someone pulls up to him and winds down the window and just says where are you man? We need you the city needs you and then he goes away and he, he writes to The Rising which is just an absolute It's a love letter to a broken city Mm -hmm. um and that's the part that's for me that's like the start of third wave yeah the rise springsteen Mm -hmm. and like the rising is a really really emotional record and i love it to bits so sorry no 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 don't no no,
1: mate that's why we got you on so the boss says you'll feel good it'll be better for you to move on down the road yeah i'll feel good they'll feel good no, they might not necessarily feel good. Isn't great? This kind of this like this look from from Bruce is like no, I don't know. Um, he goes to see Penny. Penny reviews movies for a living, which is the job I wanted at one point until I realised it's too much like hard work. So instead, <laughs> I'll just chat shit about other people's work. Um, <laughs> and he mentions that she makes notes with this flashlight pen, an open mini ballpoint pen with torch, twelve ninety five from Olight UK. Uh, always wanted one of those. Ever since I read about one. Always wanted one. Uh, and then I realised, actually, would I fucking hate it if I was sat behind the person with one of those?
0: Yeah. It's yeah like, you, you would. You would. I mean, it's not, it, it worse. phone in the pictures, oh, is it? fucking Snapchat, you like that, you man. Kids on Snapchat the
1: pictures. Um, uh, they have a great night, and then he spills all. You wanted to have sex with Chris Thompson, virgin, at 20. Um, not me. Why? She was like, I was crazy about you. I wanted to sleep with you one day, but not when I was 16. I cried and cried. And when that shitbag asked me out, I was too tired to fight him off. It wasn't rape, but it wasn't far off. And now you want to talk about rejection. Fuck you, Rob. And Uh, actually, do you know what? This is the first part of the film. I actually felt something. And Uh, the last part of the film, I actually felt something, funnily enough. (laughs) Yeah, sadly. He sees this as good news.
2: I know what an asshole. <laughs> I rejected
1: her.
0: <coughs> oh, man. Fucking
1: hell. <laughs> uh, next up, Sarah. She's a bit of a mess. She's on medication and having a rough time with money. He's mad enough, at least, not to have the conversation. There's only Charlie left now. But as he's walking away, and this is it's great acting in the background where she's kind of stood there with the door still open. Hunting, I, I, I was waiting around. for something.
0: Yeah, I was it's waiting for very, something. Very, very
1: good. Um... And then she eventually shuts the door and he's like, I could have had sex back there. I could, I could have had sex back there. And I'm like, that is not... No. That is uh, sad sex. Sad sex. Um, so now it's Charlie. He finds her number in the phone book because Jeff Capes hasn't yet managed to rip them all up. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember four books? Do you remember Jeff Capes ripping up four books? I could rip a fucking phone book up now, boys. I
0: know. There's only absolutely... four pages.
1: <laughs> um. It's a it's a busy Saturday, and Dick's explaining to Sarah Gilbert, Roseanne's daughter, uh, oh Green gosh. Day were inspired by the Stiff Little Fingers, which they absolutely were. Um, and as, as Rob knows, because we talk about this on Rob's episode, Green Day absolutely awakened me to a type of music I didn't really know. And I was having a conversation with Rachel the other day when we were in the kitchen, we were cooking together, and I was listening to the Ramones, and Rachel was like that. Ah, I was singing along she was like you love this And I was like do you know what and I didn't and I didn't love the ramones I always thought the ramones were shit I thought it was stupid stupid shit I wish I'd discovered the ramones at 6 years old was the point I made because like madness and any kind of scar and that kind of stuff and 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 like like not awful punk but that That's music. like oh, The Ramones is music that a six-year-old can get into and absolutely fall in love with mm-hmm. for the rest of their lives. And I got into the Ramones just too late. And again, back to, you should have gotten me sooner. <laughs> you know, If you wanted to have such <laughs> an impact on me, you should have gotten me sooner. Because I missed the opportunity to see the Ramones, for, at least an iteration of the Ramones, mm. in the 90s, two or three times. And Because I, I didn't really care about them fuck man, I wish I'd seen the Ramones. <laughs> e- e- yeah, even Dee Dee's rapping. Joe?
2: I, yeah. I have something similar that I think I feel that I got into some of the punk stuff and certainly like the Clash and then mm-hmm. some stuff yeah. um, like Bad Religion and Rancid. Yeah. I was almost too young whereas now it resonates more because I know my political mind. Yeah. I know I know how I feel about things mm-hmm. rather than just the sloganism.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: So, yeah, I... that's,
1: that's yeah. like John with the Proclaimers.
0: Uh, Mate.
2: Lewis the he, Only now
1: has he realized. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
2: Joyful Kilmarnock Blues might be one of the finest songs ever written. There
0: you go.
1: Um, I personally am a big fan of Lady Look Apologizes. But anyway, it is what it is. Um, <clears throat> they stopped two kids robbing. These skate punks. I love these skate punks. <laughs> and they robbed all these weird CDs, including Serge Gainsbourg, which I was kind of like. Okay. Uh, and this home recording manual. Uh, Rob thinks they're nicking for somebody else and they call him a bigot, which I liked a lot. It's the kind of shit I would still do when I'm 43 years old. You're an old bigot. <laughs> the person looks at me because I'm 42. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah.
2: If those skaters were anything like the skate skating kids that I hung out with when I was 18, 20, they would have just Smacked him with the skateboard uh, and picked up the records and ran away. Uh, so, Truck sided no, the The, like, the but... skating
1: kids I hung around with were more like the kids that um Tim Bisley hangs around with in space space. <laughs> like they were all a lot younger than me. <laughs> they were all like fourteen and I was twenty.
2: Not the uh, kids from not the skaters from Police Academy 4 Citizens on Patrol. Future Ooh, episode, carrying skateboard. dangerous. Future <laughs>
1: Da, 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 um that
2: stiff little fingers song was suspect device was the one that you played for okay. Darlene.
1: Are you a fan, Rob?
2: A lot of that sort of seventies punk I can take or leave, mm. to be honest. Same. A lot of it's a bit of a racket, to be honest.
1: Yeah, same. And yeah. I and I used to make and, and again going back to the um uh to the Ramones, I always used to complain that Americans didn't make like New York didn't make punk because I believed the British, the London kind of story. Right. When actually, obviously, they did. Now I've done my research, I know that they did. And actually, it's through this podcast that I realised only in my 40s did I realise that we copied them.
0: It was all a lie, man. It, it was
1: all a fucking lie. It was all... Malcolm McLaren, man. Malcolm McLaren.
0: Yeah. One of
2: the things that annoys me most about that, like, the 77 wave of punks, if you like is the ageing punk rockers now and the amount of gatekeeping that goes on with yeah. like the Green Day, that's not proper punk, is yeah, like, it? Like like punk yeah, isn't yeah. a music, yeah. punk is an ethic, yeah. it's, a, it's a vibe, it's mm-hmm. a way of life, it's like uh, yeah, uh, just anyone who says that's not punk, fuck
1: off yeah, Vivian Westwood's yeah. dead man, get over it do you yeah. know what I mean? It's, like, it's... And...
2: Johnny Rotten's just shilling for the establishment, so you can shove him up your ass.
1: Absolutely fucking right. You know, he's he's fucking oiling himself up with fucking butter. butter.
2: Disney Disney Princess Olivia Rodrigo said more for, well, was more punk rock Mm -hmm. when she spoke out against the Supreme Court at Glastonbury last year than Johnny Rotten has been for the last 40 years.
1: This fucking, fucking A man. Yeah, nice. Like,
2: yeah. go back. Sorry, God save you know God save the Queen and Anarchy in the UK. He's like, God save the Queen. He's wailing against the hegemony. He's wailing against like his parents and their parents with flying all their fucking flags out because we're told to worship this person because they're better than us. And now he's wearing that flag on his jacket. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. And we're still flying them fucking flags this weekend. Like?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, you, the, I guarantee there's not a single buzzcock's got a fucking uh, flag flown today. Do you know what no. I mean? the The true, the true punk. Yeah. is from the north. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, way, that's Rantover. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Let's let's not let's let's not separate us into three fucking warring factions of Scotland, the North, <laughs> and the Midlands, and the South. Let's well, not. Yeah, because I'm fucked.
2: I can't get any more safe than me.
1: The French <laughs> were the original own. punks. <laughs> you, know, like, you and Biggie are laughing anyway. Um, <clears throat> right. At that night. Laura picks up Rob from work to collect more of her belongings. He confronts her about Ian and she apologises for being unfair. She explains that she's staying with Ian for a few days until she gets her shit together. Rob's obsessing over the chance that they could get back together. She says she doesn't know. So that's still a chance, right? Rob asks if the sex is better. She says, we've slept together, but we haven't had sex. Yet. She hasn't felt like it. Although sleeping together is better. And I'm assuming probably because he eats better. He looks after himself. He doesn't probably drink as much shit as Rob does. Doesn't smoke. Um, Rob, however, thinks this is a fucking result. <laughs> because why? Because he's a fucking idiot. He's, a he's like, I feel like a new man. So much better. I go out, straight out, and sleep with Marie Lysa. And I was like, fucking Rob. Um, he's obviously uh, running around to... Your favourite band in the entire world, Rob Jones, We Are the Champions by Queen, which as you talk about regularly on your podcast, you adore, you own every record of.
2: I fucking hate Queen.
1: I know you do, mate, and you are right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: To be honest, like the the first couple of the records were good, and then, I don't know, yeah, just... Yeah. Yes, keep it. Yeah,
1: it's just, yeah, it is what it is. Uh in 2011, a team of science fucking nerds, or where science nerds, concluded that we are the champions was the catchiest song in the history of pop music despite it not reaching number 1 in the charts in any major market, not even John Netherlands. No. Well, Ouch. Dr. Daniel Müller-Stephen sounds like a fucking prawn. Uh said <laughs> in the study Every musical hit is reliant on maths, science, engineering and technology, from the physics and frequencies of sound that determine pitch and harmony to the high-tech digital processors and synthesizers which can add effects to any song to make it catchier. We've discovered that there's a science behind the sing-along aspect and a special combination of neuroscience. Maths and cognitive psychology that can produce the elusive elixir of the perfect sing-along song, which is... I all... bet he
2: gets all the girls.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sleeping alone again tonight, are we? <laughs> Dr. Daniel Mullerstein? if that is your real name.
0: Because he sounds a little Zippy. <laughs> oh, fucking
1: hell. Um, we are the champions of course, covered by hungry boy Hank Marvin, the Scorpions and in 2006, gentlemen a reference you weren't expecting, the Crazy Frog.
0: Oh, what? Oh, ding, ding. That
1: particular version made gold in Belgium and France. And it was actually number one in France, which proves Jesus. our brothers right across the river from Rob have terrible taste in music. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. All right, when was the last time you boys thought about Crazy Frog, by the way?
2: Just, On yeah. our quiz show episode, he came up. Um, I did a... Like a mashup of all different songs, the boys had to write down how many of the different songs. I dropped Axel F in there for them just to be a dick. <laughs>
1: um, just going Did back it have to a Sat- willy? Did it? Yeah, like it probably had the willy and they blanked out the willy.
2: Uh, yeah, it's bigger than mine. So um, tell me about it. Um, just going back, I'm um, going back to Saturday in the record shop just before the mm-hmm. shoplifters, uh, Jack Black, Barry's. Talking to the guy about, you know, how you don't own Blonde on Blonde. (laughs) Yes. Um, Blonde on Blonde is my favorite Pornhub category. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Bob Dylan has released 39 albums and won the Nobel Prize for Literature and is hated by the one and only Mark Plant.
1: Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Which you can hear all
2: about on Records and Bands. This Thursday. (laughs) There's the plug.
1: I've also written that on my notes. Blonde on Blondie's Bob Dylan's eighth studio album from John 1966.
0: Which I assume
1: is the last time Johnny had a basement. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Platinum in the UK and two times platinum in the USA. What a load of old fucking tutty is. By the way, I caught up with Ian and I was glad to hear that Ian's least favourite artist is Bob Dylan as well. Uh, Ian and I have a lot in common and I didn't realise music was quite as much as we have in common. Uh, yeah, so. Oh, there's notes here. There's notes here somewhere. Uh, this is so much fun, by the way, boys. I'm having a great fight. This, this, is, this is the best episode we've done in
0: fucking donkey. I didn't even realise we were hating fucking uh, John Cusack as much as we actually do now. And we, John Cusack, and we like, should. No, cast, but we love him. We love him. He's, because
1: he's such a good actor, that's the he, thing.
0: He plays it well. That's the only thing I can say. He plays it well. Because right that now I'm hitting the cunt. <laughs> uh, next, next week, the boys get together
1: to discuss 2012, question mark. <laughs> just um,
0: don't do the numbered
2: station because that's terrible
1: I yeah I've definitely seen that and the one where he's all of the characters in the hotel identity question identity oh I it's,
0: it's, it's, I, it's, yeah it's, and he's it's, uh, the, spoiler it. alert he's everybody he's everybody I know. yeah he's
1: everybody
0: he, yeah anyway is that in like
2: uh it's in a motel um, Ed, Eddie Murphy Oh um. no, no, no,
0: no. Oh no, 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 no that. No, no, no. no, no. no. <laughs> anyway. God, that was terrible. Mm. Uh, Let's do it. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> so that night, uh, they're talking about uh, Rob and Marie are talking about things that they love. And what comes up is um, exes and the prisoner. And he's kind of like obviously the the it's the usual kind of thing. And um, we I do it on this podcast all the time. I, oh, that guy he was in the thing with the thing, and you boys have figured it out. Um, no. But he's like um, the guy out of the prisoner. It's like and, and, and Barry's like Patrick McGowan. Yeah, Patrick McGowan. Uh, the prisoner one series, seventeen episodes. The way fucking people bang on about that, you'd think it was on for nine it, years. It did feel as
0: if it went yeah. on forever though.
1: Nineteen sixty-seven. Did either of you see? The remake with... Um, with
0: John Caviezel. John Caviezel. And um, Ian, Ian Jesus, McKinnon.
1: Ian McKinnon. Yeah, where, where the fuck is John Caviezel today? An ITV production, that, by the way. Jim Caviezel.
0: Jim Caviezel, Jim Caviezel
1: sorry. Um, Patrick McGowan, of course, we love from Scanners. And John's favourite, Longshanks.
0: Don't fucking Grayfall. start, man. <laughs> fucking bastard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fuck no um, the long shanks.
2: <laughs> the prisoner is also the subject of the song by the same name by Iron Maiden from the 1982
1: album Number of the Beast. Oh, what an album. Off that the top is. of my
2: head, there you go. Nice.
0: Nice.
1: By the way, that you got that just you were, there. Number of the Beast <laughs> is is one of those albums that I've kind of done. Um on n- 1966.
0: Thread- uh, sex, sex, sex. <laughs> Fuck you. The, la- the
1: last time the number had a beast. Right. Anyway. The number is beasted. Hell. This is the longest episode in about a year,
2: this one. Um, My apologies.
1: No, do you never. <laughs> you, we are delighted to have you, mate. Um They have a sexy time. A sexy, And time. who wouldn't? Uh, oh, yeah. Bill Cosby question mark moving on Uh, that morning after the talking and she says it's okay to feel horny and sad why should Mm -hmm. being fucked up stop your basic human right to getting fucked and I'm like touche girl
0: I'm laughing I'm hungover man so I know exactly what she's talking about (laughs) you know what I'm exactly the same John when I'm hungover I'm like what I I heard this because your body thinks it's going to die so you need to procreate so I'm sticking with that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i <laughs> imagine adding that to the list of things we've learnt
2: today. Um, just quickly on the Bonet now How I quickly? Li-
1: Fifteen seconds.
2: Oh, oh, it wouldn't be it would would be quick, like um I don't like to objectify women. Um all women are great, all boobs are amazing. But was Prince writing the song about her? Could she be the most beautiful woman in the whole
1: wide world? One hundred percent. Angel yeah. Heart, man. Angel uh, it's Heart. Jason more yeah.
0: thinks so, didn't he?
1: Oh, were they? Is it Jason Momoa with her now? Were they
0: no a thing? Oh, no, they were. They were a thing. Oh, think.
2: were they? Uh-huh. Did she, yeah, she was with Kravitz, and obviously they got the kids, beautiful children as well. Catwoman. Oh
0: God, aye. Yeah, yeah, like that. That
1: that girl's like thirty or something. That makes me feel a, a little bit old and a little bit sick. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs>
2: Yeah, she could do whatever she
0: wanted to me. If she wanted to, uh, she you probably was, wouldn't. She certainly yeah,
1: doesn't wouldn't. want to. You were talking
0: about Wednesday Addams <laughs> earlier on and not, not an island was bad. But do you know what? She's 20, so she's all right. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you say that. Earlier on, we were talking about um, Mariette in or Catherine Zeta-Jones mm-hmm. in Dunbar's May. I did look up to see if it was all right for oh, me to no. say she was... And it's all right, she was 20, she was 20 or 21. Ah, uh, good lad. Uh, she
0: uh, was
1: only uh, 21 years old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um... Rob starts obsessing with the yet part of Laura's statement. At the shop Rob's asking Barry, "What if I said I hadn't seen Evil Dead 2 yet?" "Do you think I want to see it?" "Well first of all I'd call you a liar because we saw it together." And I'm kind of like, "This is a really old reference. Like it's 20 it's, it's the year t- the year 2000 and we're doing like Evil Dead 2 which was what 86.
0: Still a cult classic though.
1: 89. Oh.
0: Never seen
2: it.
1: What? Have you seen Evil I
2: I won't have anything
0: zombies near me.
1: And, and I get that, but they're not zombies.
0: They're dead apes. Different thing? Mm. Nah. The because, is, nah, nah. They have runners, though. They did run. Okay. I'll give you that. Okay. All right. I, um... I
2: accidentally watched 28 Days Later, and they sort of shit me up.
1: And Yeah, I'm like,
2: yeah, I knew I was right to not watch zombie shit. Yeah. John,
1: we're not flying your helicopters out to pick Rob up.
0: I know, I've book. got my zombie plan off. We've got a regular plan, dude. I just need the helicopter pilot. Yeah, but and I'm he's good fucked
1: now. He lives in Stirling and he's got to make it all the way down to Glasgow to get a fucking helicopter.
0: <laughs> uh, good shoot, actually. Uh, How
1: can somebody with glasses that thick be that fucking stupid? In, <laughs> <Quest>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, in fact, that was at John, Rob, not at you. Uh... <laughs>
0: anyway. Righto. <no. laughs> Cunt. <laughs> me, the listeners I'm know me.
1: The listeners are aware They all listen to Rob's podcast uh, Rob and Laura Most <laughs> of them do <laughs> Rob and Laura meet for a drink that night uh, uh, And he leads with Have you slept with him yet I want you to say you haven't And I want it to be the truth And she says I can't do that He storms out into a rainy night uh, Laura calls a crying Rob at home you must have known it was going to happen. I don't want this to be the last conversation we have. I know what you are like. And I thought, I'm a man baby too, Rob. <laughs> um, he hangs up, but then he gets Ian's number from information and stands outside in the rain, calling from the payphone. Yeah. Remember payphones? 25 cents a time. Ian, by the way, we see properly for the first time. It is who? Andy Dufresne. It is, <laughs> <laughs> and Ian Raymond crawled through that dark shit uh, yeah, uh Ian's Tim Robbins, and he's a bit new age. And the yeah. line is Stephen Segal ponytail.
0: I uh, he took the part because he really likes wigs, so he's took a couple of small back, back parts. But as long as he gets to where the uh, keep, he keeps the wigs. Yeah, but no, Rob's anyways.
1: never masturbated to him being a fucking high court judge, has he? Uh,
0: true, or has he? That's the
1: question. <laughs>
0: Where's my wife <laughs> in the other room? Never Where, know. <laughs> where's that, where's that pillar <laughs> going? <laughs> um,
2: just quickly on pay phones, mm-hmm. there's now fewer than 100 pay phones in Chicago across the transit system. They were all supposed to go away years ago, but they haven't. Some of them still work. Um, a local call costs 50 cents.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. What? <clears throat> Which I think is probably about 3p who knows Um, later Liz explains Laura and Ian are forming a unit against him with his behavior she asks why he wants Laura back but he can't answer Uh, the next day at the shop Charlie returns Rob's answer machine message she wants to know if this is a soul-searching quest because Marco called a few months ago with the same thing and she's like are you in or are you out and I think part of me doesn't Maybe she's not a bad actor, but part of me doesn't like her because I really liked this film and I don't like her in this film and you're not meant to like... Anyway, we'll come to that. Um, Are we friends or aren't we? She invites him to a dinner party and, like me, Rob is not dinner party material.
0: Yeah.
1: I will just get absolutely wrecked at every (laughs) single bit of cheese and butter and biscuits that are there.
0: Talk to everybody about the Simpsons. I know what you're like.
1: <laughs> uh, give out badges. I've got a podcast. You know, I've got a podcast. I've got a podcast. I've got a fucking podcast. But we'll do it, this, Rob.
2: This freeway Zoom calls is as social as I get.
1: All right. What? Nice. When, when was the last time you got invited you? out for dinner?
2: Oh, I'll get invited out though. They so just don't bloody go.
1: <laughs> John does. He's different. John does. I
2: love um, a buffy. Um Yeah, so we went... I was supposed to be going out for my boss left, and we meant meant to have drinks, you know, as you mm-hmm. do with your boss. And I was like, "No, nah, I ain't fucking going. There's no chance to get me in a pub in Weymouth on a Friday night. No chance."
1: Now, I assume uh, my friend from school, not Chris Thompson, Chris Howland. His um... also a virgin. No, oh no, what a fucking shagger Chris Howland was. <laughs> crazy shagger. Got got. He's got three kids. Uh, we all know people with three kids are shaggers. Rob, John. Look at the two <laughs> of you! <laughs> you the three kids gang, the three kids gang. By Had Kianel. sex more than three times as well. Okay, <coughs> now did you did you did you miss the third the fourth
0: time? Very much so. Okay. It's all
2: right. Definitely twice, and the the youngest one looks very much like my brother.
0: Sonny jeans. Okay. That was awkward.
1: So, um Back in the shop the next day, uh, we see Ray and Ian are there to talk about the ten phone calls a night and hanging outside the apartment. And the line is, yeah, well I stopped doing that. It's like you were there this morning. And we see we see the first three versions of what doesn't happen, followed by the, the final version of what does happen. Um I've already left uh what it was I've already left it, you rebound fuck. Now get your patchouli stink out of the shop. Uh number two. Barry and Dick hold back an angry Rob. Number three, Dick hits Ian with the rotary phone, knocking his teeth. Oh, that's out. amazing! That's that shot. The kick oh. it the ground, and Dick's got this aircon unit. It's like, drop it on him, man! Drop it on him! And you smash it sure. on him! <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I'll think about it, man." Um, that night at the dinner party, Rob fits in like John at a convent school. Um, he's envious, he wants their jobs and clothes but not to be like them it dawns on them that Charlie's awful no sense of humour, talks shit all night was she always like this? how did he edit all this out? so after everyone leaves uh, she sits down next to him and he's just like so Charlie, why did you dump me for Marco? she's like, I fucking knew it Uh, he admits to going through one of those things Marco seemed to just be more glamorous less hard work a little sunnier and a little sparkier um, patchouli, by the way, uh, apparently in aromatherapy, the smell of patchouli can calm your emotions, elevate your mood, and relive or relieve anxiety. Not only have I learned that, but I've also signed up for 15 multi level marketing scams,
0: gentlemen. Nice, <laughs> <Absolutely>. rubber dog.
1: <laughs> in the shop, uh, Barry has a wanted band poster up that's been up for years. Did either of you note down what it said? Yeah. Hip yeah. young gunslingers wanted, right. and I felt a bit sick. Must be into GBH, the band, I assume. Uh, primal <laughs> yeah. Scream, Warp, Pale Head, etc. This guy comes over, looks like a fucking machete, <laughs> uh, and he's like, "I uh, uh, invite you to a jam session." Rob and Dick laugh, of course. They're both heading out to the club, but Dick can't, as he's meeting Sarah Gilbert's character, Anna Moss, old oh, mossy. God. Um, And Barry has to get some lyrics down. So Rob's left alone again uh, to close down the shop. Back at his flat, Laura is there reading his top five dream jobs. I'm not going to go into them, but basically it's jobs that get him loads of records, loads of money, and gets him to meet famous people. Except number five, which was?
0: Uh, Architect, didn't it?
1: Architect. She's like, wouldn't you rather own your own record star than an architect? He's like, God, yes. Well, then that's number five. (sighs) Hmm. He says my, one of my favourite lies is, what do you call him? Ian or Ray? She's like, Ray, I hate Ian. He's like, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Great line. Uh, Rob goes through top five things he misses about Laura. And this sweet, it's the laugh, the, her character, her smell, the way she tastes bit minging um <laughs> how she walks around and this thing she does when she can't sleep yeah now, my wife has rachel has uh, restless leg syndrome it winds me up to fuck because <laughs> i'm always just falling asleep when she starts fucking kicking fucking fuck out the covers
2: uh my wife does this weird thing she can just get into bed and she'll just pull the covers around whatever and then i'll go to bed half an hour later and it's like you know the seam on the quilt cover where the poppers are yeah that would be like down the side rather than at the bottom of the Ooh. bed. And I and I need to put it right. or else I can't get of course to sleep. You can't.
1: That's and, so normal. But
2: she's already warm. So she kicks the shit out of me because I have to move the blankets. Move the quilt. Belt.
1: Married life, man. It's, yeah. Um... Yeah. Hey, if, you'd, if you'd not made your relationships sound like the most amazing thing in the world on mm-hmm. fucking a previous podcast, then I, would, I wouldn't would be buying into it. But you went on that fucking show and you just like made us all cry. Yeah. So fuck you. fuck you Rob Jones it's
2: not my fault blame her not me I'm
1: not blaming her I'm blaming you because you're so wonderful with words on a podcast where I can barely even put a fucking sentence together thank (sighs) you very much anyway I'm pissed off because Rob's got a fucking good way with words no (laughs) Harry's pissed off because he wants Rob to put his record
0: Uh, I bet he sleeps with a stud saved up doesn't he so
1: (laughs) maybe it's somebody
0: (laughs) just won't call you a stud (laughs)
1: <laughs> for the first time ever. Um At the shop, the punks that rob the shop are outside. He gets fucking battered by this skateboard, the skateboard, which has happened to all of us. Um right. And when he gets in, Barry and Dick are, are listening to Vince and Justin's tape. And I'm like, Vince and fucking Justin. <laughs> Come on, boys. Um Rob heads to see them and says i will put the record out 50-50. The band are called what, lads?
0: Uh, oh, no, the something. Kinky Wizards. Oh, I, think, kinky I wizard. was thinking about sell your mother's. Uh, oh, yeah. Bro, it, bro,
1: yeah uh, mo- sell your mother's wheelchair. Um, the track
2: is an actual track by a group called Royal Trucks.
1: Oh, right. Oh, fantastic.
2: Um, um, I, I don't know the name of it, but the track's called hmm? by the band or the group of Royal Trucks. So uh,
1: his label is Top Five Records, and he's going to put it out for them. Uh, Barry's obviously upset because he's putting their record out noise. Um Uh, Rob gets a call from Laura saying that her dad died. Barry's top five songs about death, right?
0: Fucking hell. Classic
1: fucking Barry, by the way. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, Leader of the pack, tell Laura I love her. Um, Tell Laura I love her, a song about a young lad, Tommy, who died in a stock car race. Rob, do you know what his last words were?
2: Go on, fill me in.
1: What's the title? That was, song? That was the
0: last one. <laughs> Go on, fill me on.
2: come it?
1: on and fill me <laughs> in. I think that was Craig David, but okay. Um, the song's called Tell Laura I Love Her. Tell what Laura I
0: Love Her.
1: So what do you think it was? Um,
2: tell Laura I Love Her? Wrong. Wrong.
1: Love her. It
0: was no. <laughs> <You> Wanker. <laughs> yeah, indeed.
1: Uh, number one of the UK for Ricky Valance in 1960, yep. which made his first, made him the first male Welsh singer to have a number one hit. It was also his only fucking hit. Talk about a boy that dined out on that. No. You know? Um There's also Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald by Golden Lifefoot. Without meaning to steal a line from fucking what the fuck do you want, punk. Dead as fuck this week, by the way. Yes. Yeah, never listen to a fucking second of his music.
2: Um, Johnny Cash done a good version of If You Could Read My Mind on one of the American albums.
1: Yeah, it's a great song. And his cover's great. Uh, The leader of the pack, 1964, number one in the US and New Zealand for the Shangri-Las. Couldn't find a year for the brilliant leader of Lurpak butter advert. But I did watch it about five or six times this week because that's a lot of fun. You two are looking at me like I imagined that video. I can assure you it's all over the internet. (laughs) Uh, Laura calls back her mum wants him to come to the funeral Barry starts singing this song oh, the other night Laura's daddy died <laughs> and Gina's tough it's fucking brilliant <laughs> and Rob batters the fuck out of him and it's great really <laughs> they're at the funeral and he says the songs he wants at his funeral I know the song I want at my funeral boys Gladys Night and the Pips Midnight of Georgia any ideas what you want? oh
2: god no okay. Um, hang on Go on, John, you go first.
1: No,
0: uh, don't go breaking my heart. Oh,
1: that's nice. <laughs> who's who's
0: going to duet it with your corpse? <laughs> oh, I couldn't I'm... if I tried, because it's
1: now turned into stone. Because you're dead. <laughs> no, it was... <laughs> it was. stone anyway.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I haven't got I don't think about that. It's too sad.
1: Okay, good. Good man. As well, you shouldn't. Um, uh... And to be honest, right, when
2: I got married, we asked the band to learn to play... Um, mr jones by the counting crows uh-huh. for our first dance and they went away and uh, and came back and played mrs robinson
1: oh <laughs> fucking hell
2: that's mrs. amazing so, if, that's they, just... if they can fuck, if they can fuck that up what are they going to do when, when i'm dead
1: fuck and you can't have any complaints then did you get your money oh. back
2: no <laughs> <laughs> i have a good band to be honest but okay
1: uh, good song, though. The Lemonhead's version. The, the Lemonhead's version, yeah. okay. Rob apologises to Laura, or at least says sorry. He leaves in what was basically a Glasgow summer, absolutely oh, pissing it down. Yeah. Um, he sits at a bus stop and tells us he's committed to nothing uh, to keep his options open. Just then, Laura shows up in a Saab 9000. Uh, she explains she used Rob leaving as an excuse to get out. She takes him to this lay-by that she speaks fondly of her dad taking her to.
0: That's "That's a bit fucking weird. No, it's a bit weird. She
1: asks Rob for sex so she can at least feel something. You've had that before, Rob. Uh, They have sex somewhere very uncomfortable.
2: She didn't feel anything, though. (laughs) What, like the back of a Volkswagen? Yes! That's why
1: we got you on! Uh, Laura says she's too tired not to be with him. Razor disaster. She wants to go home with... Uh, Laura moves back in. Uh, They go out to dinner, make love and talk. Uh, One of the lines is, how can you like Art Garfunkel and Marvin Gaye? It's like supporting Israel and the Palestines. And I've written here, liking Marvin Gaye and Art Garfunkel is like supporting West Ham and not being a massive xenophobic racist (laughs) (laughs) numskull. Sorry, I'm gone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he's off.
1: <laughs> I mean, they are awful. And they do live in a council house, you know, which, I mean, we all would if we could. Uh, anyway. <sighs> uh, Rob meets Caroline one day in the shop. She's pretty cute. She's got a manic pixie hairdo. Uh, and she used to listen to him DJ. She thought he was awesome. Um, she writes for the paper and he reads her column. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Next day. Uh, On the way in, Rob sees a poster for the Kinky Wizards record launch night with the just bought by Rob. He loses his rag and comes up with loads of excuses.
2: Um, Just on the girl he meets, she's played by Natalie Wood's daughter. I didn't get her name, but it's Natalie Wood's daughter.
1: Got Wood? If she's around, I probably would. (laughs) Is she not the one... Was she is she not a mermaid? Is she not out of the water? Is that not how it works? What? Natalie Wood. Would she? Would I don't she know. What? Only if you asked her nicely. Hi oh <laughs> <laughs> moving <laughs> on. moving.
2: Um Natalie Wood, who was like beautiful in the sixties. Yeah.
1: And got pushed his... overboard.
2: Yeah. Oh okay, by her
1: yeah. husband. I we stand by this fact. Murdering bastard. Murdering bastards. It's gonna come out when he dies. It's gonna come out when he there dies. It. Yes, yeah, bro. Bro. Anyway. Uh Rob is obviously furious. He learns that Barry's playing too. He offers Barry hundred and ten percent of the door for him not to play. He says, <laughs> No, it's gonna happen. My band is called Sonic Death Monkey.
2: Sonic fucking death monkey. So.
1: <laughs> I thought to myself, I'm pretty sure I've had a beer called Sonic Death Monkey, but it's not a beer I'd had. My favourite lush shower gel about 10 years ago was called Sonic Death Monkey. I loved it because it was really manly coffee, cigar, fruity, chocolatey smell. (laughs) Um, And you can't get it anymore. It's now a deleted single. So a
2: little while back, our um, good friend, Lovely Joe from Hallmark of Greatness, he did a one of his films was all about this woman making bath bombs, and he asked on Twitter for names of bath yeah. bombs. And I went with John Spencer Blues Explosion. <laughs> Blues Explosion! <laughs> he did. And it smells of leather the traders you've been in for three weeks in sweaty clubs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just think about the Shire uh, I just, just think about the shy horses. Blues explosion! All the time. Bop, 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 bop. All the time. What was that
2: record they did? It was um, Arcade A, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: Arcade A <laughs> is probably the second one. Yeah. And also, uh, I, I think about all this. Stuff. Sheena Eastern punk rocker. Sheena Eastern punk rocker. And again, I was singing Sheena Eastern punk rocker and Rachel thought that was the words. And...
2: Um, slight other little tangent. Do you, because this is something I kind of remember, but I'm not sure if I, you know, you get those things you misremember. Yeah, yeah. I have this memory of Mark and Lard on their afternoon show on Radio yeah. 1 just spending about half an hour doing an a cappella version of Tubular Bells.
1: <laughs> this sounds like... I and then
2: expect... like they'll interrupt it with songs from the playlist, and they'll come back and they would be like, and... Harpsichord, and then the sound would change. <laughs> and, you know, and violin, <laughs> and they were just doing tube of the bells for about forty-five minutes. Oh, we're um, going to have to find but, um, that. I need that to hear good. that. Yeah. I'm sure I'm the only one who remembers it. I love, I, I love I, the bell. I, I don't remember it. But I think,
1: yeah, he's a big bell. <laughs> Laura explains the critic has finally created something. Um. On the interview with Caroline, Rob offers to make her a tape. And you can tell like, the way he's lying back on the sofa. He's falling back into the old Rob trap. She's pretty and she's you know she's the kind of girl that Rob goes for. Uh, he says, what am I going to do now? Jump from rock to rock until there are no rocks left. He says, since I was 14, I've followed my gut. And I've just realized it's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, he meets Laura in a bar for lunch and suggests marriage. He doesn't ask her. He suggests it. Uh, She says, two days ago, you were making tapes for the girl from The Reader. Sorry if I don't think you're the world's safest bet. Um, Rob says, the other women are fantasies. There's no problem with them, but they have real problems. I'm tired of the fantasy because it doesn't exist and it never delivers. At the launch party, it's bouncing. Uh, Rob introduces Sonic Death Monkey. Barry explains, for one night only, they're called Barry Jive and the Uptown Five (laughs) before they are called what? Did any of you notice? Oh, Kathleen remember. Turner Overdrive, right, which yeah. I was fucking yes. <laughs> um, he sings Let's Get It On. The crowd goes mental, Ovs, because it's Jack Black and it's Marvin Gaye. Uh
2: Have you got any other favourite fake band names?
1: Uh oh fuck, I might have done it if you'd asked me in advance. Um yeah. but so it's obviously... all the ones that play up at the fucking anytime you mention a band. Uh, on Twitter, I always, yeah. uh, or, or, or something that sounds like a band. I go, that's a good name for a band. Write that down. All the ones out of hot so, fuzz.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scott Pilgrim's band, Sex for Bomb.
1: Yeah, I love Sex for Bomb.
2: Um, and then, obviously, I don't know if you watch Parks and Recreation, Chris Cr- Pratt's yeah, band. are Rat. N- Formerly Rat Mouse, yeah. formerly <laughs> Scarecrow Boat, yeah. formerly Nothing Rhymes with Orange, yeah. formerly Just the Tip, formerly Everything Rhymes with Orange. <laughs> and then and then mouse right again oh brilliant i loved that just a tip what about dad.
1: <laughs> rob finishes by telling us the making of a great co- uh, the making of a great compilation tape is very much like making love to a beautiful woman uh, there are lots of rules uh, he's making a tape and he says there's lots of rules including probably taking acceptance uh, he's making a tape and he says for Laura stuff that will make her happy and we end with the brilliant uh, I Wish by Stevie Wonder, which I didn't make any notes of because I think we've got enough.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
2: um I Wish, was that the one that was sampled on Wild Wild West?
1: Oh, Wiki wawa
2: West. Wiki Jim West. Wiki. Desperado.
1: Wiki. Don't take none of your. Yes, it was. Very good. You can have yeah. that
2: one. Um, so, between the going to the club, so after they get engaged, mm-hmm. They say, oh, we do couple stuff for a while. Yeah. They say we have people around to dinner. Now, one of the, there's a woman sat there, you know, as they're having dinner, and she looks suspiciously to me like Chloe from 24. Is it Mary Lynn Raxburg?
1: never watched the fucking frame of
2: no. it. But she, I couldn't find it in the credits, but I saw her, she's on screen for a flash, and I'm like, that's Chloe from 24. Okay. But I couldn't find it anywhere. So, um, and the club where they were playing is the Double Door Club, which opened in 1994. And in its first week, the Smash and Pumpkins played a secret gig there as Star Children. Nice. And since then, everyone has played there from the Rolling Stones to Kanye West. And it closed in 2017. After Kanye West, um,
1: moved
2: the... probably. Yeah. Um, the uh, obviously uh, Barry's band play "Let's Get it On" by Marvin Gaye, who was shot by his old man in 1984.
1: Uh, John, any more facts for the
0: pie? Uh Just a stupid one. So I'd noticed that <laughs> Tim Robbins was wearing an awful lot of earrings. Did you notice all his He's earrings? Boss, Did yeah. he <laughs> and, and rings on his
1: fingers. <coughs> Everything his so.
0: Uh, I, I looked up uh, the most piercings on a human body. Uh, it looks as if there's a woman in Brazil holds the most record for the most piercings. 11,003 holes in her body. 11,003 I just want no one. Um, and you can't get that? And I can't get that. And I, good, I don't know why I Googled this, but I, I, I looked up to see sort of uh, what a time frame. So if you propose to somebody, what sort of timescale would you expect? You need to wait for them to reply. There's nothing like that. But it does—they did tell me that see if you propose to a girl, you're better waiting at least 36 months to see if the feelings you have are real or just fading sparks of lust. Before you get
1: mad, So there's I've, I've had some spurts of lust <laughs> in my time, John.
0: Uh, that's me. That's it. Done.
1: Okay. Uh Roberto.
0: At
2: one point I've got these are a couple of little finicky bits Dad. really. So at one point, uh, John Cusack sat on the sofa with his notebook, and on the notebook he's got the Rolling Stones logo sticker. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the tongue. Yeah. Yep. Um so that was designed by John Pash um in nineteen seventy while still he's still a student at the Royal College of Art. Um, he was paid 50 pounds and 30 years later, the VA bought the original artwork at auction for 92,500 pounds. Um, the Springsteen scene, yeah. Uh, the last things that Cusack says to Springsteen is good luck, goodbye, and that's straight from Bobby Jean off of Born in the USA.
0: All right.
2: okay. Near I'm the watching. beginning, when he's walking around his flat, he's got. Oh, yeah. His five favourite records yeah. are along the top. I didn't pick them all out, but one that did jump out to me is one of my favourites, and that's Tonight the Night. Tonight's the Night by Neil Young, mm-hmm. which was released in 1975, and it's the third in his Ditch trilogy. Uh, his backing band in that are the Santa Monica Flyers, not crazy horses he would normally play with, because of the overdoses of Danny Whitten and their roadie proof berry, all who right. both get mentioned on that record.
1: Wow. So, right. Okay.
0: Um,
1: and I think that's me. Okay. Uh, I want Candy I'd mentioned before, but I missed that it was covered by Brian Poole and the Tremolos in 1965. Bow Wow Wow in 82. The Candy Girls in 96. And a lovely relaxing bath lover, Aaron Carter in 2000. <laughs> as, well, yeah, probably. <laughs> as well as Sporty Spice Mel C in 2007. I used to work for her
0: dad ball space
1: <laughs> no.
0: that's as bad as my cheese I know, there. I'm still going to use that by the way I'm going to use both of them <laughs>
1: uh, Laura Ibn Hildi, uh butchered that name uh, Laura uh, turned down um, the Erwin role in Lord of the Rings because she didn't want to be so far from home for so long ick Uh, But she had a decent career in Denmark, as I'd said previously. Uh, The Ladybug Transistor is a poster that he has on his Mm. one of his uh, record shelves. A real Mm. band from Brooklyn, seven albums between nineteen ninety five and two thousand eleven, and I've never heard a fucking note of them. Um,
2: I was trying to find stuff about the t shirts because there's loads of really cool mm. t shirts in this Uh, film, and they're all like a lot of them are like Chicago based independent record labels. Um, like from the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. Um, so a lot of the posters, there's a really cool pavement poster in his flat There as is, well, as yeah. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i never really um, got into
1: pavement. Uh, one of the guys I used to go to college with was obsessed with them in the 90s. Uh, he mentions going to work at, might as well go and work at a Virgin Megastore. Virgin Megastore, the first one opened in London uh, on the corner of the Tottenham Court Road and Oxford Street. Of course, owned by Giant Testicle with ginger Pew beard, Granson. <laughs> Uh, I never tire of telling people he did time for tax fraud on importing records from Europe because he's a fucking dick.
2: He was in the paper this week telling us how close to bankruptcy he was during the pandemic. Now, maybe, you know, they seem to enjoy free market mm. economics when it fucking seems to no, be. Absolutely the sell backstakes. an island,
1: you fucking twat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at its height, there were 125 of them in the UK and 23 in the US. I loved this fact, by the way, and hated it at the same time. They still operate in the Middle East, which has got more tax dodging written all over it than I can even imagine. There's three in Qatar, two in Saudi Arabia, and there's a couple in Morocco as well.
2: Bloody hell. I'm surprised they're not across the front of the Man City shirt.
1: (laughs) I couldn't afford it. Uh, Stephen Frears is the director. uh, Fantastic back catalogue. Dangerous liaisons. Philomena. And uh, directed one of my favourites, My Beautiful Laundrette. Ooh. Of course, Daniel Day-Lewis film, I Take yep. My Daz and I Wash Your Trousers.
0: First hand Zimmer soundtrack as well, I was looking at it. right, up. okay.
1: First um, piece of music I done. Another decent one of Daniel day Another uh, another decent one of Stephen Freer's uh, was The Queen. I take my empire and I rob your culture. Uh,
2: Is that the one where she... Killed Princess Dye. It's
1: exactly the same one. So, He's been nominated for two Oscars: The Grifters and The Queen. Because I take like, my car and I murder the Queen of Hearts. Like,
2: I'm not saying that you know if we exhumed, uh, we'd find a teardrop, teardrop tattoo on her somewhere. You know, for taking out guys. <laughs> I'm not saying that would happen. <laughs> I mean, we probably would, yeah, but technically, we, she didn't do it, but she definitely did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> man.
1: <mine>. Um Br- <laughs> sorry you got you got me on the wrong <laughs> no, weekend. No, that's, fine. <laughs> that's absolutely fine. Uh, Bruce Springsteen's cameo was meant for Bob Dylan. But yeah, obviously but... they couldn't use him because he's an incomprehensible madman. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs>
2: he was in Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid back in the day, and he'd done the soundtrack for that. Didn't oh, we he, did. Together?
1: Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, so. I'm sure I had something else here somewhere about something that doesn't make for good podcasting. So I'm just going to give up. Oh, I've written here somewhere. I don't know where it's come from. He mentions um, we, we, he mentions Laura. She's I couldn't have pink hair anymore. And then we do the flashbacks, and she doesn't have pink hair. Why must unreliable narrators in film lie to us, John?
0: Why? Lies.
1: Why? Fucking Lying hell. Off. I hope you guys can fill time while I top these up. Uh, Rob, as <laughs> the
0: guest, <laughs>
1: do you want to tell us how many you think we got?
2: Are we including my shit tangents in ones that are more, more opinion than facts? All of them. And and some of them about my proclivities? All of them. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to say 112.
1: Okay, John, you got to go higher.
0: 130.
1: Rob, can you go higher than 130? This looks like it might, might just beat Stig. Go
2: on, 142.
1: It looks like it might just, might just beat Forrest Gump.
2: Which what? is record number. John, to be fair, we have been here for three days. 100, 148. Rob. 157
1: John.
0: Fuck off <laughs> 163
1: Oh John, you've gone over the fucking end 161 oh. is Jesus. our new well done. Fucking record uh, well And done. bands
0: But it's going to be split over two shows So we'll see each yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking
2: hell that, that was getting a bit like You know when um, your mate goes on holiday To Cyprus or Toro Molinos or somewhere and he comes back and he's all like,
1: fucking hell, it is the year 2000,
2: yeah. (laughs) He comes back and it's like, oh, mate, oh. It was real nice, like, but you never guess how much I paid for a pie. (laughs) And and just to fuck him over, you turn around and go, I don't know, 28 quid? (laughs) I do that. And they're like, well,
1: what? No, it it, it was £7, but... oh."
0: Don't know I that in, much then.
1: I was in Cyprus last year. It was not seven pounds. Just like uh, ten
0: million albums. Is it your brother? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. So a, a new a new record, a new challenger has entered the arena. Wow. Uh, uh, Rob, well done in bringing all sorts of shit that's barely a fucking <laughs> fact <laughs> that we would count as a fact. Uh, tell the listeners, of course, where they will get your uh, your, your brilliant podcast.
2: Um. Wherever, records and bands, that's where you need to be. Thursday, planty's on there, so that's fun. Um, he doesn't really take it that seriously. I was a bit pissed off of him, so I thought I'd come back on here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck,
0: him <laughs> over over a 160-plus packs. Getting a real yeah. <laughs> yeah With a
1: three-hour podcast. Yeah, great, <laughs> cheers.
0: Cheers, mate. Brilliant. Thank or, you very or much. All the, the editing we can handle.
1: I oh, know, yeah. <laughs> uh, now is usually the time when I would shout out the... Uh, the people that have paid us a quid, but I can't be asked. No, I'm, I'm, I'm now going to insert some audio uh, where I'm going to do this <laughs> tomorrow because I've just run out of time. But I'm going to say some really nice things about those lovely people, including Rod. including Rod, including <laughs> Rod, in Rod Rod, Rod I need the mirror. <laughs> you know, I'm so tired. Including Rod, <laughs> who of course pays a quid, which is too much <laughs> for the fucking <laughs> treatment he's had on this podcast.
2: I I was about to flash you the. Um, lovely the, the hundred things mug again oh, yeah. but yeah, in off. the interval that we had, sausage baking for the oh. listeners my wife brought me a fresh cup of tea so I've got I've got the leopard skin tart
0: mug oh, instead right, okay. oh, well, that, she's, that she, she's made about you uh, than about us <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rob,
1: Rob was the first person to buy a, and currently only person to buy a <laughs> hundred things uh, mug from us which you can get, drop me a message on uh, social media or get in touch with John and we will sort you on in fact Rob's got one going cheap <laughs> 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 which not fucking want. dropped
2: it twice <laughs>
1: <laughs> it barely made it sat at the fucking sorting office for five weeks anyway <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that's going in there now up, post-production planty here with my old mate Herb Alpert and this week's patron shoutouts sorry for the last minute feel of it all but it really has been a bit of a hard week this week car issues, work stress general busyness so hopefully back to normal soon Uh, Ian and Maria at Bank of Liberation Front are finally doing the last episode of The Mandalorian this week. to get on that. What an end to a show that was. (laughs) Uh, B Film Viewers are doing Japanese anime season this month. Very cool. Uh, Dean from That Fkin Show was on What the Fuck Do You Want this week. Talking spoilers. Spoiler, it's fucking brilliant. Modern Escapism, the podcast that runs down TV, film, music any old shite, uh, are talking this week uh, about their favourite documentaries. I've had some input in that, of course. Um, also, Gadget on Twitter, get on him, because uh, there was this massive pile on some racist army guy on Saturday night, and it was beautiful and brilliant and super, and all the usual suspects were involved. You'll, you'll love that. Mono rants the boys. Mono and Kira finally talking to the co-creator of the boys, Jeff Boizos or whatever he's called. Uh, That's live now and they surprisingly keep it together uh, because they're a pair of twats. Uh, Joe Hallmark of Greatness. Uh, I'm having a few weeks off the show myself uh, just to get my shit together. Hopefully come back punnier than ever. Um, but check out all the Last Orders episodes I've been doing in the past eight months Some of my favourite podcasts to record And some of my favourite films to watch Before recording podcasts Doesn't necessarily mean that they're brilliant films but obviously they're not uh, Folk with nothing to promote, Rachel, Phil, Ian, Gav Emily, uh, Dan and Gavin Belson uh, Remember Alf? He's back in podcast form uh, You think we get sidetracked Get a load of that Josh Wilson to continue to share bite-sized wisdom and support through his Hey Try This Podcast. It is really helpful and is a few minutes per episode. And do you like the mugs we've been sharing on socials? If you want one of those, 12 quid including postage, you heard Rob talking about them just now. Um they're made by Nigel at the Wonder Emporium. He'll make you tabletop miniatures that you can play at Carlisle Gamers if you want. Which brings me to Megan Ellie and Dale. Uh well, look at that for a segue. Uh always at Carlisle Gamers, they'll welcome you into play D D, tabletop games, all manner of cardboard crack, that kind of stuff. Uh, so get involved with them. Right, back to what's left of the show. Uh, yeah, so look, listeners, thank you so much uh, for getting involved uh, with this one, for listening, and sticking with us to the end of you. Fuck stuck to the end. Uh, the only people <laughs> that stuck to the end are people that are getting a shout out. Uh, but yeah, we've had an absolutely brilliant time. Rob, I, you have taken um, kind of in our indie podcast group by storm. Everybody loves you, and rightly so because you you, you you're so honest, you're so kind. You are very. Very funny, although I'll never tell you to your face. I'm not looking right now. Uh, so, um, <laughs> like you, you, you are, you are, you're great fun. And by the time you leave this listening, you're going to go to bed and find the poppers are on the fucking wrong side again.
0: Stood <laughs> 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 for you, son. Uh, but
1: uh, uh, please, please come back and do some facts and lies and rock and roll with me. Uh, we'll do some. Facts yeah, and definitely, and rock and roll. do. Yeah, yeah Little yeah. mini episodes uh, for the patrons and for the uh, when. When me and John can't be asked to do it, many uh, fucking
0: episodes when, when, we, <laughs> when,
1: when we can't be do, asked doing hot shots. Uh,
0: oh, <laughs> well, oh god, uh, I, I've still is, got my notes.
1: Which is eventually going to come because we've we, still got my notes. It's, it's, hidden, it's another one of those hidden episodes that isn't going to happen for fucking <laughs> twelve years. Um, but yeah, Rob, thanks so so much for yeah. up, no, though, no, giving, no, giving thank us. Thank you for
2: having me.
0: In eight hours, I know time. most. Yeah, I'll, no, I'll, I'll never look like at cheese grate again the same. Ever. <laughs> no, neither
1: will Stevie Wonder, obviously. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no.
0: uh,
1: John, say some nice things to the lovely people because you said fuck all in this episode. You know, what?
0: I just to, to writing your music. I'm a film man, I'm all about film, so music is now my forte. And I, I like what I like, but I, I can't remember it because, bear in mind, I'm for the 90s, so a lot of glue and gas have passed. <laughs> My brain, so it's, it's,
1: it's all right. Next week, next week, John will be back with some fucking, sh- we'll be back with a basket case or something.
0: That's that. Just give me the shit. I can do with the shit. <laughs> Nothing too cerebral like uh, Lawnmower Man. Don't do Lawnmower Man doing look.
1: when you're not doing fucking you and Rachel are both as bad as each other. Stop <laughs> going on about banging on about Lawnmower Man. Uh, but for now, he's been Rob Jones Records and Bands. Thank you very much. He's been John. I've been plenty, and this has been the new record. Get it up, you yeah, stig. Get it up, you yeah, that Fkin guy. Get it up, you yeah, Forrest Gump. Hundred and sixty-one things we learned from the longest episode I think we've done in fucking donkeys, <laughs> yep. uh, unless we edit it down. Uh, it's been high fidelity.
0: See you, nobbers. <laughs> See you guys. Yeah.